Hello! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 178, the one where we pay our respects to the Ouya. Why? Because it's officially dead. For real this time. Oh, okay. Didn't somebody buy it? Or was uh, that years ago? Well, Razor bought it. Right. And then they killed off all the hardware, but they were still supporting software. But now the Razor... Now you can't even do Now you can't even do that. You can't download it. The, the Ouya store and whatnot is like shut down. Dead. It's done. Yeah. We're done with so it. So basically you have just a big hunk of metal and plastic sitting under your television for all you Ouya fans out there. I'm so sorry. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Somebody made time. a video... I bought an Ouya in 2019. I was like, all right, man. All right. Now, what, what? You got nothing else going on this yeah. week? <laughs> you, know, and, you know, I'll say this about the Ouya as we're reminiscing about what a great console it wasn't. Um, you know, when if the idea of it sounded cool because it was an open source Android-based video game console. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they said every system is also a dev kit. So, like, once you get it, you can make games for it. You know, and it ran on Android, which is open source. The hardware itself was open source. You can, like, remove the chips and put in new ones and stuff. It all sounded really cool. And it was it's still, like, the ninth highest Kickstarter ever. But I don't know what went wrong, because that just tanked real hard. <laughs> I think they were trying to get too many people on board. And nobody, I think so. Nobody cared. And the controller was garbage. The controller was very bad. There's a lot wrong with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, hi, RC Wolf. Hi, Clinton Brown, hello, Austin Roach, hello, Eric, hello, uh, Sean Harriman, hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. Uh, you might notice that things look a little different on screen. Uh, when we, I decided, well, so, all right, I, I changed my own stream on Twitch and on the Game yeah. streams, so I just moved some of that branding over to here. Uh, we finally got changed the hole that's under me <laughs> and that is now where the uh the super chats are going to live yes or the most recent super chats um also because the super chats live on screen now i decided to get rid of alerts but we're still going to read them between stories and stuff. yeah it's just that you know there's no reason to have that sound going on for podcasts yeah. as well we're freaking nobody's ever complained yeah which never is good somebody complain about yeah. it which is interesting but I'd imagine it's a little distracting yeah. to have a noise like that. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make them as as unobtrusive as possible. Yeah. But, but the now they're best, even more unobtrusive. Yeah, because they're not there. Yes. Yeah. But also, special thank you to Aiden Kelly, Spaceman Spiff, uh, Super Kai, Grant Horn, yeah, just Dylan Horn. Ellis, uh, and... Uh, AC. That's AC. <laughs> that name's AC. Uh, thank you for your continued support. Over here on YouTube. Yes. Also, thank you to Eric with two dollars who said, "I love that Outcast song." What? Ooh, uh, that's yeah. Not, that's not the song. Ooh, yeah. Lizdrin with two dollars. Cheers, boys. First time live in a while. Holy Cheers. Man. That's not true. Live. That can't be true. That I, I don't buy it. Uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention. I just once it, once it hits eleven o'clock, I forget this ever happened. Snow Dodger one with two dollars. Waka waka waka. Thank you. You should have said it like Fozzie. I'm not. I'm not listening. Okay. Uh, Thank you all for being here. Yes. We have much to talk about. We have a surprising amount to talk about. I didn't think we had this much. Well, you know, it's a little bit old news by now. That, right. That Sony and Microsoft have done a little merger. A, a partnership, A partnership, yeah, yes. Yeah, because a merger sounds like they became one company. This was a big deal. Everybody went nuts about this. Yeah, because it kind of is. I want to, you know, right. quell everybody's you know, <laughs> expectations here because 
it's it is a big deal in the sense that these are competing companies. Yeah. Um, it was it, it's a big deal in the same way that it was a big deal that we got the head of all three companies on stage at the game. Awards. Yes, that was a big deal. Exactly like that picture from World War Two when Stalin, uh, Roosevelt, and Churchill were sitting together. It's exactly the same thing. Yes. No matter what my sure. wife says, it's exactly the same thing. Sure. <laughs> um, oh, I want to read some chats here. Pablo Z says, "As someone who listens to a lot of podcasts and watch lots of vods, you get used to." And then Crunchtober says, I used to listen to the audio-only podcast. Only audible snackage <laughs> had to upgrade to visual snackage. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, nobody cared about the, yeah. about the audio. And thanks for the dollar, Jason. Uh, John's Random World. Yes. So, yeah. It's not as big of a deal as... Because everybody sees this news that Microsoft and Sony are, are, are partnering for cloud gaming. Yes. Specifically. Yes. And that's a big deal. Especially because we we just got news before that uh, Microsoft is working on something to put on the Switch for yes. their cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. That's previous news that we heard, yeah. which is also that's actually a big deal. Yes, um, but the whole thing with uh, Sony, it's they're not really partnering with Microsoft to get like X Cloud on the PlayStation. That's not necessarily what this means. Correct. So, I want to read some of the articles here. Um, this is from The Verge. I'm going to scroll down to, like, the relevant part. Uh, Sony has now turned to Microsoft for help. Mind you, they have. They also could have gone to Google, and they also could have gone to Amazon. Right. I think now, PlayStation Now, don't quote me on this, PlayStation Now might run on uh, Amazon Cloud Services. I think. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Because these days, if you're going to have any... If you need a server at all, you're going to go to either Google, Microsoft, or Amazon. Like, yeah. if, you, if you... Like, web services. Remember, like, three or four years ago, half the internet went down for, like, yeah. a day? That was because an Amazon cloud service center went down. So, yeah. There there was an article on uh, Gizmodo. It was, like, a five-part article of some... This one was trying to live without, like, the five big tech companies, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she said, with regards to Amazon, it's almost impossible because they control, like, 75% of the internet because mm-hmm. of AWS. Yeah. So, it's just insanely cheap to go through them instead of using your own server. Yeah. Uh, especially when you need some super low latency like you would if, in terms of gaming. Yeah. But anyway, Sony has turned to Microsoft for help instead of uh, competitors like Google or Amazon. Sony and Microsoft's deal could have been a simple one. One could have been a simple one to host Sony's services on Azure, Microsoft's cloud platform. But the agreement looks even deeper than that. "Quote: The two companies will explore joint development of future cloud solutions in Microsoft Azure to support their respective game and content streaming services." I take back a little bit of what I said. That is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. That they're going to work together on future cloud gaming yeah. stuff. I saw this more as... It was just going to... Azure was going to rook power like the Gaikai created PlayStation Now. Yeah, I saw it as Sony was like, we need servers and Microsoft is a company that makes cloud servers. So yeah. we're just going to go with them instead of Amazon. Right. That's what I saw it as. But it looks like they're going to help Microsoft develop better gaming right solutions. and in th- if that's the case then that could lead the potential for xcloud to be on 
yes. Sony devices or something like it. Yeah, I, like I, I'm sure they will still be exclusives. You oh know, yeah, like Microsoft, like you can only get the Halo on, if you play it on the next gen Xbox, yeah, like streaming or whatever. Uh, but anyway, instead of instead of Sony and Microsoft fighting it out as they have for decades, there's a partnership emerging to take on state, uh, Google Stadia and whatever cloud streaming service Amazon is preparing to launch. That doesn't mean there will be a single cloud streaming service for PlayStation and Xbox games, but it could mean that the underlying server hardware will be identical in the future to make it easier for developers to create titles for both services. That is also very smart and also very uh, uh, considerate of them. Mm-hmm. Sony and Microsoft don't have cloud native streaming services right now. Instead, they're ta- taking the hardware that powers devices like Xbox One S and PlayStation 3 and placing it into data centers. This allows them both to offer a big game library for, from their cloud streaming services as developers don't have to do any work to their to have their games running off of a server, but it's far harder to scale this over time. I think it's important to note that uh, they're not doing this. This having hardware, having the hardware emulated in servers like the Xbox One S and the PlayStation Three, they're doing that on their own. Yeah, like it's not like they have a joint venture doing that. Right, right. Like, yeah, PlayStation Now has stuff to emulate a PlayStation Three, and yeah. Microsoft situation has stuff to emulate a yeah Xbox One S. Um. And I think that like this current gen, these current gen consoles uh, run very similarly to each other. So it's already, they already have like a pretty unifying like yeah, hardware they're, they're situation all run for on developers. x86 architecture. Yeah, so, so it is it's easier now than it has been in the past for uh, yeah. developers to develop across all different platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see what else in this article is even worth reading here. Um. I was trying to find the press release that like Microsoft put out about the partnership. And yeah, it's me guys. too. Because I want to know who actually put it out. It was Microsoft. It, right? Microsoft put out the press release, and this is it's uh, dated May 16, twenty nineteen, from Tokyo and Redmond, Washington. That was the day after last week's. I know. Stream. Thank you, guys. Uh, Sony Corporation and Microsoft Corporation announced on Thursday that the two companies will partner on new innovations to enhance customer experiences in their direct-to-consumer entertainment platforms and AI solutions. Under the memorandum and understanding signed by the parties, the two companies will explore joint development of future cloud solutions in Microsoft Azure um, to support their respective game and content streaming services. In addition, the two companies will explore the use of current Microsoft Azure data center-based solutions for Sony's game and content streaming services. By working together, the companies aim to deliver more more enhanced entertainment experiences for their worldwide consumers. These efforts will also include building better development platforms for their content creators. So yeah, that that that's a good summary. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're partnering to to help each other out. They're yeah, help gonna... each other in the uncomfortable. Un- uh, in the upcoming war against Stadia and whatever Amazon is doing. I think that, uh, well, Microsoft put this out. Yeah. I think Microsoft is, this is more of Microsoft doubling down on being a service. Right. And that uh, 
that's going to be their place in the gaming industry yeah. for, for the next generation. Well, I see. I think they'll definitely put out another Xbox. Yes. But it's going to be more of a, you know, you can get this if you want, but you'll still be able to access Xbox games on all these other platforms. Right. You know, you'll be Halo Seven will be on the next Xbox, but if you want to play all the other ones, check out X Cloud. Well, I think Halo Seven is going to be on the next Xbox, but you can also play Halo Seven on your PC through this streaming yeah. service on your freaking Ouya. If you still got an Ouya, you know, like it's going to be on at whatever device mm-hmm. can run Microsoft Azure. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Azure. That's what does Azure mean? Isn't that no? Azul is blue in Spanish, right? Dude, I don't know Spanish. Hell, man. <laughs> well, well, when you Google Azure, it just says Microsoft Azure Cloud yeah. Gaming. Because that's Azure Striker, Gunvolt. Yeah. You know? Azure, bright blue in color like a cloudless sky. That yeah. is the definition according to Google. Blue in Spanish is Azul. I oh. know that from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Why? Because the character Blue, yeah, one of the imaginary friends was uh, spoke Spanish, so they kept calling him Azul. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it just means bright blue and yeah. color, which makes sense because all the logos for Azure are blue. That makes no sense. Yeah, look, it's blue. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it gun- makes no sense for gun. Well, Gunvolt is blue. Okay, fine. Oh, Gunvolt you're, is you're blue. still thinking. About I'm still Gunvolt. on Gunvolt. Okay, I'm still thinking. I was about gonna Gunvolt. say, you know, it's blue like the sky, the cloud. It's all the cloud. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, I mean, the definition according to Google, they really, really. And then the, the quote is, white beaches surrounded by azure seas. But then it's, is, it white, is it blue like the sky or like yeah, the seas? I don't Come know, on, man. All I know is, back before the Xbox One and the PS4 came out, there was all this mythology that this was going to be the last uh, console generation. I was going to say, a lot of people are posting videos saying that this is going to be the last yeah. the PlayStation I mean, 5. Pe- people were thinking about it, you know, at the beginning of this generation. This is the last console generation. After that, it's going to be the one console. You know, everyone's just going to buy one box. You mean, you mean like the PS4 and Xbox One was the last generation? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they're wrong about that. They're wrong, but this is like a step towards that direction you know why finally because the switch is a next-gen console that's you, why they're wrong. use the switch is so weird though because it's technically not but it technically is it no it is how is it technically not because it's it's tech it's it technically is <laughs> because it's not in terms of like hardware it's not running anything more powerful than the Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U wasn't running anything more powerful than than the previous generation. But it ran more powerful stuff than the than the Wii. Yeah. But the Wii didn't run anything more powerful than the GameCube. It was twice as powerful as the GameCube. I thought it wasn't any. Anything. No, it was, it was twice the power. Oh, well. GameCube. No, because like the Wii U and the Switch, there's like barely any discrepancy in tech right there. At least from well, GameCube well, to Wii to Wii U, there's like discrepancy in tech. The, the Switch is more powerful than the Wii U. It's just barely more powerful. Right. Because there's a lot of games that the could big, run at the big, The big thing, the reason why I would say the Switch is maybe a next-gen console is because it's a portable and a home system. Right. That's like a next-gen feature. Right. Right. Well, it, it's not about... Uh, it, it's not about the hardware that's in it. It's about w- the release schedule and when it came out. It, it, it killed the Wii U. 
This is yeah. their next generation console. This is the yeah, next I guess, one. Yeah, I guess so. You know? Yeah. They, they had, there was the Wii generation, there was the Wii U generation, and then there was the Switch generation, yeah. you know? There's not the Wii generation, then the Wii U and Switch generation. That doesn't make any sense. Well, the Switch, the Wii U barely had a generation, you know? Right. You're right. You, know, you got Mario Maker and that was about it. It was short. Yeah. It was very short-lived. But, well, not really. When, when was it? 2013? 2012? 2012. 2012 to 2017. Yes. That's five years. That's a console generation. Right, but console generations are longer now. Like, kind of. Yeah. It, 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 it's a... It, it, it switches the next generation console. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for it. Okay. Way. It's because it's not freaking powerful enough. Well, anyway, um, I think that we're getting more and more, we're getting closer and closer to cloud services. Like no, def- we definitely every- are. We definitely e- are. And being the- everything. And the fact that, you know, Sony and, and Microsoft are playing nice for the first time ever, you know, that, that's a huge deal. I, I think now- it's because Microsoft it knows where its, it, where its place is going to be in right. the gaming market. But now this opens up the doors to like other things, you know, not just the idea of like xCloud on the PlayStation, but also now the whole Fortnite debacle. What is that? Where you couldn't play with Xbox players, oh, couldn't play yeah. with PlayStation players. Well, Sony got a lot of bad press for that. Yeah, but now that's out the window. That That's, an, that's officially can be a thing of the past. Now every game is cross-platform, mm-hmm. you know? Or going that way. Or going Trying that, to way. Go that way. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think that the big three develop, the big three uh, game companies like Nintendo knows that they're they're the mobile guys yeah they're the they're the like uh, kid friendly guys you know they're the entry level gaming yeah. uh, uh, that's well, the corner that they have Nintendo just always beats to their goes to the beat of their yes. own drum and and I know at least Sony knows that they mm-hmm. they're, they're like uh, what's his name. Uh, Layton? No, the uh, Japanese. Oh, Yoshida. Shuei Yoshida, yeah. He said, we don't compete with Nintendo. Yeah. We need Nintendo to get people interested in yeah. video games so that we can, when they get older, then we can take over. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, Nintendo has their place. I think with this next generation, Sony's place is going to be the physical hardware world. Yeah. And that's just that's 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 where it's going to be microsoft is going to be uh they'll have a box they're going to have a super high-end powerful box but they're also going to be available elsewhere yeah i think that the super high powerful box is going to be really niche and not a lot of people are going to get it it's not going to sell very well and they're not going to anticipate it selling well Mm -hmm. but they're going to have a cloud service that's going to be everywhere right and that's going to sell really well because they're not going to focus on hardware. Yeah. And Sony will super focus on hardware. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of these people will have perfect spots in the gaming world. The only thing that could throw a wrench in that plan is Google. Because I think Google Stadia will be... Um, I think that they will have a super refined uh, cloud service. Yeah. And Sony's like, hey, Microsoft, we can uh, yeah. squash this bug real quick. Yeah, exactly. I think That's, they're learning from the past. I think so, too. Yeah, no, I think I think Sony and Microsoft teaming up is just it's a good idea in general. It's good for gamers. It's good for the industry. It's good, you know, for, for the world, basically. Because look at when Sony came into the market. 
uh, freaking uh, Sega and Nintendo were like, we don't these. They're not going to do anything. Don't yeah. worry about them. They got they got no no clout in this in this world. Yeah. And then they annihilated both. Of yeah. Them, you know. So. Or even when, like, when Microsoft joined the picture, the granted the original Xbox wasn't like the best selling system of that generation, but it did a lot to like move the needle at Sony, yeah. which sold like five times as many consoles. They're like, "Yo, we need to watch that." I think what made that work was that at that time, at the same time, Sega died. Yeah. So that that hurt Nintendo a lot. Yeah. Because Nintendo was like, "Oh, we can keep competing with Sega," but then, uh, you know, new fighter approaches. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sony and Microsoft saw the past, how mm-hmm. that didn't work out for them, and now they're like, let's band together to squash this bug yeah. who's going to be a really big player in this scene very soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Stadia. I think I've talked about this on the channel before, because it's like, it's very hard for an outsider you're, to come... You're, you're really like, uh, <laughs> you're really pushing off cloud gaming. It's not, it, this doesn't have anything to do with cloud gaming. This has to do with the, you know, it's an outsider coming into the gaming world thinking they could flex and saying like, yeah, well, we're, we're a gaming company now and that never works. That's only worked twice. Yeah, but... And also too, Google, if something doesn't go, if a project doesn't go the way they want it to, they'll just let it die. Like instantly. Uh, happened with Google Plus. It happened with uh, Reader. It happened with a whole bunch of other things. I think if anybody has the the backbone to to work in this sort of industry, it's Google. Right. I think they I think that out of any company, they are the only ones who right. have who or or the most powerful but, who can work all right, in let, this let me put it situation. to you this way. You know how everybody loves iMessages on iOS, yes. but there's no like Google alternative to it? Yes. Google has tried like a hundred different messaging services and like they let it go for like two months and then it's like, eh, forget it. We'll you know how I use Google Hangouts for like two or three years, exclusively Google Hangouts. Really? Yeah. And I don't know why people didn't do that. Because like if you have a Windows computer, yeah. like that's your iMessage is Google Hangouts. Yeah. It's great because you have Gmail. It's, it's great. Yeah. But no, nobody, nobody uses it. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. If like if like not enough people use it, they're not afraid to just be right. like cut their losses and and if nobody uses Stadia within the first five months, the same thing can happen. Right. So the only way I think that Stadia has the potential to be one of the one of the first or one of the biggest uh, streaming services that people gravitate towards that works really, really, really right. well. And the only way that you could kill that. And make it so that people aren't interested in it is if you have another streaming service like something from PlayStation and Microsoft. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So Microsoft has to come out and directly compete against Stadia pretty much at the same time. And then that'll discourage Google and hopefully they'll forget about it in five yeah. months, you know. But if they don't have any if if Microsoft has no, you know, nothing to compete, Stadia could be everybody's go to streaming service. Right. Which would be bad for everyone, everybody, well, the companies that are competing yeah. right now. I don't know about consumers. I think yeah. consumers would be fine because I think I honestly think Stadia is going to run really good because Google knows what they're doing in that regard. True, but you know, when did they say Stadia was coming out? Was it this year or next year? Did they even say? I don't remember. All I know is that like within the next, if it's in within the next few years, you know, we'll still have like places in the middle of the country that don't have good internet. 2019. Yeah, and that's that's going to be a problem. Yes, because right now, you know, middle America, they're con- content with their Playstations and their Xboxes. Oh yeah, it's it's not for them right now. Right. It's, it's just not. It just won't work for them. Right. You know. 
Uh, I think that maybe PlayStation getting in helping Microsoft would be good for Japan. Because oh, then absolutely. Microsoft, they can use Microsoft's cloud services in Japan, who has yeah. a great oh, internet yeah. infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stadia is not launching there. It's launching yeah. in United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, and Europe. Yeah. United Kingdom and Europe probably have better internet than we have. Oh, yeah. Honest. I think so. Uh, or I don't know about, I think I don't the know only about country, the greater Europe. I think the only country that has worse internet than us is Australia. Yeah, I guess they're like fragmented. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how Canada is compared to us. Probably probably the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think this is generally good news. Yeah, this is Microsoft exciting times. I'm, I'm excited for this. I think this is, you know, it sounds scary, you know, at first, two companies coming together. But, you know, I think this will ultimately be the best thing for everybody. Yes. Uh, I think the future is cloud gaming. We're still going to have hardware. Right. But... Uh, it's good that these companies are starting to think about it, and uh, it's scary that that Google's getting in so hard. Yeah, because uh, right. you should fear Google. Yes. <laughs> uh, Let's read some super. We chats. do have a bunch of super chats. Uh, well, I can read. This is not a super chat, but Campbell says Nintendo have crushed it with the Switch. I sell more Switches than either of the other consoles. Uh, I think because everybody already has a PS4. Yeah, the other. This is like the end of the general. I mean, not to say that Google didn't crush it. I mean, yeah. Nintendo didn't crush it, but. Uh, yeah, we're at the end of the other console life cycle, mm-hmm. and the Switch is killing it. So yeah. all that together, all that combined, yeah. yeah. All right, super chats. Uh, oh, there's a lot of notifications yeah. here. Uh, Henry P with two dollars. Should I get the end Switch with Mortal Kombat 11 or Smash Brothers? Uh, why Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah, uh, if you're gonna get a Switch, get it for Smash Brothers. Uh, but that said, Mortal Kombat 11 does play very well on the Switch. It just looks terrible. <laughs> This Smash Brothers is one of the best games on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat 11 is great, and it's a lot of fun, but Smash. Uh, you missed Dre Pacman with $2. I have two buckaroons to hear Mario. He was next in the line, because it was Henry P. first, and then Dre Pacman. Oh, and I, think then, I think it's out of order for us. I think we have two different orders. I'm on, I'm on Streamlabs. Yeah, I'm on Streamlabs. So, oh, that's weird. All right, well, anyway, anyway and going. then Nathan Bell with $2. Will, thanks for the positive Batman video. Thank you for watching it and giving me $2 for it. All right, so you, you're talking about uh, your video, Rob Pattinson being being Batman. Yes. Which I might add, made, I made a fantastic thumbnail for that That video. was a very good thumbnail. I would, listen, there was a lot of Photoshop <laughs> trickery going on in that thumbnail. Better, better, better than the little doodle I made at the beginning of my video. <laughs> I tried really hard to put him in a Batman mask, and yeah. it was not happening really so i was like you know he kind of looks like bruce wayne in this picture yeah so i i forgot who I, I think it was francesco francovia i don't remember who it was but there was definitely a comic book artist on twitter i wish i saved it he did that he traced over and put him in the batman mask and that looks very good mm. i wish i saved it i'll say you talk about good time the movie good time yeah i saw good time okay with robert pattinson yeah robert pattinson is phenomenal in that movie yeah he's a very good actor he looks he looks really good in it the movie is trash <laughs> really uh, that's one of those movies that like it's like one of those indie films where everybody's like you know oh this movie's so great because uh, it's so deep, yeah but it's a garbage movie yeah okay the only good part is that there's like an hour that takes place in Adventureland down the block. Really? Yeah. I you know. I when I saw the trailer, I saw like, oh, Nassau County cops. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so yeah, so that's got to be great then if it takes place in Veteran What I hated most about it is that almost all of the shots are super tight on people's faces. Oh. And I saw it in a theater and I heard somebody said that it was cropped in the theater, like in the specific theater that I was in. But that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and they do it on purpose to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And because you're supposed to kind of hate all of the characters. Right. There's not a single likable character in the whole movie. Okay. Uh, but that just made me hate everybody. And yeah. And I hated the movie. Interesting. So that was, that's it. All right. Well, I have that and I have the Rover in my Netflix watch list. So I'm going to try and watch those this weekend. I'm not saying don't watch Good Time. Because yeah. you might like, a lot of people liked it. Right. I thought it was a garbage movie. I also, I didn't mention this in my video, but there's another film. This is like when he first started to become like an indie darling, uh, Cosmopolis. Which I actually have on Blu-ray because I got it from my old company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was directed by David Cronenberg, who did The Fly and History of Violence and Eastern Promises. And he's a great director, one of my favorite directors. The movie is just Robert Pattinson in a limo for two hours driving down New York Street, the New York Street, <laughs> and it apparently gets like super weird. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, kind of want to see that. But he's great. Yeah, Robert no, Pattinson Robert Pattinson is, is like a, a surprisingly really good actor. Mm-hmm. So I. I am I am okay with the fact that he could possibly definitely he's absolutely one hundred percent going to be Batman. Wait, somebody in the chat. Oh, crunched over. Bob, you're a garbage movie. <laughs> anyway, John's Random World gave us a dollar. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you read the Nathan Bell one. Yeah. Speedy Gonzalez gave us two euros. No, no pounds. Pounds. Yeah. I don't know. They're the same thing. I, I'm surprised it's not pesos, uh, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> racist. He's being racist. He's being Gonzalez with the fastest mouse in all Mexico. <laughs> Micro- that's true. Uh, Microsoft plus Sony joined to stop Soldier Console, Soldier Boy Console. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. That's what it was. That for. that that is the biggest danger to the world of gaming right now. Jacob Gill gave us two dollars. Have some money. Thanks. Thank for you. Your money. Sure. Sherbo dude with the Twitch Prime sub. Did you know if you have Amazon Prime, you you know you can get a Twitch Prime for free. I know that now. Uh, you have Amazon Prime, and I bet you don't do it every month. I, fr- I forget to do it every month. I'll <laughs> a, do it now. <laughs> a little reckless. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. You're better than Will. Uh, BK Brandicoot with $2. Have my freebie super chat, you absolute legends. Somebody tell me how to get that freebie super chat. Because I have YouTube Premium. And I want to super chat myself. <laughs> a little reckless with another $2. Did, did the free Twitch sub via Prime to you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lost and forgotten with 10 whole dollars. All consumption is death for the consumed, yet all must eat. So we all bring damnation damnation to <laughs> one creature or another. Hello again. I'm Googling, well, I'm Googling what that lyric is. Well, thank you for the $10. Damnation was cut off on my... Oh. I, I can read that word. <laughs> Wario830... Uh, redacted with two dollars what is your next hyped game besides super mario i guess maker um probably pokemon i already played uh, katana zero so probably pokemon uh jb with a dollar and chris harrington with a dollar thank you everybody thank you everyone maybe he's just a poet will well no because the first thing that came up is this uh image or picture of what looks like a mutant soldier. It's probably from a video game. Or maybe that's him. Maybe. 
the true hero to us all says Will Smith Genie for Smash. <laughs> oh, we also got more super chats. Aiden Kelly with five dollars. Have you guys seen the handheld console from the people who published the game Firewatch? It has a crank on it. I just saw that, and I'm oh, so not sure. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. I think on Twitter, and I ignored it. For yeah. Time. And I looked it up real quick, and I'm still not sure what the point of it is. You looked that up. All right. David Easley with $2. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And that quote is from uh, Halo Evolutions. Oh. Halo Evolution. Yes. What is that? Halo Evolutions. Lost and Forgotten also gave us $20 and said, here's a tip. Thank you for that. Halo Evolutions is a collection of short stories and poems from Tor Books. Like the Halo graphic novel, Evolutions feature stories by a variety of writers. Um, many other, many of blah, blah, blah. All right, so it's a Halo, collection of Halo short stories and poems. Bergy Burnouts, thank you for the Twitch Prime sub for 14 months in a row. And he says, nerds. That's us. That's us. All right. Enough of you people. Yeah. Uh, I put this here, but I don't really know if it's worth talking about. Uh, Sony demonstrates PlayStation 5 in new video. There, there wasn't really a lot to say about it, you know? Yeah. The, all they did was, like, showed off some of the stuff that we already knew it did, like, have faster load times. They did confirm that it will be backwards compatible with the PS4. So mm-hmm. you can, you know, carry your games over. You can, there's still cross-play with it. Uh, this is a short article, so I'll, I'll yeah. read it. It's from Polygon. During Sony's Investors Relations Day in Japan, uh, the company talked more about its next-generation console, likely called the PlayStation 5, though no official name has been confirmed yet. It also demonstrates the the capabilities of the new hardware in a video. The return of PlayStation Now confirms that Sony will continue their game subscription streaming service. There were no details about which older console games will be supported via Now. Uh, backwards compatibility has already been confirmed, but there's no word on whether now will include PlayStation 3 games, which the PS4 couldn't play. Uh, an exclusive by Wired noted that the next PlayStation would be getting some dramatic GPU and CPU updates, al- allowing for ray tracing, <laughs> as well as 3D audio. The report also noted that the next generation console would rely on an improved SSD, solid state drive will, for, yes. for you know, that's what that mm-hmm. it means, to quicken load times. During Investor's Day, the company demoed this functionality, comparing load times and performance between the PS4 Pro and the presumed PS5, which you can see below. It's the first time the public has caught a glimpse of what the next generation console will be capable of. And then they say Sony won't be at E3 this year, so we'll have to wait a bit longer for the big console reveal. I guess I'll play this video on screen. Yeah, it's, it's really just a video comparing the PS4 Pro to the It's a new, cell phone video from the crowd. It's not a very good video. Yeah. Uh, but I'll play it because I have that capability. Yeah, they're comparing it to the... It looks like... Oh, it's very tiny on screen. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're... Uh, just like they're showing i think a part from spider-man yeah it looks like uh it looks like uh like they're just like zipping through up uh like the new york streets in spider-man yeah uh and they do it on the ps4 pro and everything looks fine but then they go really fast and then it gets choppy and like Mm -hmm. the load it doesn't load right 
Yeah. Uh, and then they do it on the next generation one and it zooms fast. Yeah. And then they, they show a side by side even at one mm-hmm. point. And it looks like they also compare the resolution difference. I guess the... That's why the boxes are Yeah, I guess the PS5 is going to run in like full 4K. Mm -hmm. Did Spider-Man run in full 4K? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it did. I I, I still don't understand how the PS4 Pro works. Because it's not not all the games are full 4K. It's like that checkerboarded 4K. Well, yes, when you you add HDR, uh, it's even worse. Yeah. It's it's, uh, not 4K at all, basically. Um, Oh, that was the whole video. It was less than that. Um, yeah, so I'm not into 4K gaming on consoles right now because it's all, it barely looks any different. Right. And most of the time, like, it's very rare that the game is true 4K. And if it is true 4K, it's not impressive because the game isn't graphically impressive to begin with. And that's why it could run full 4K. Also, too, like, if it is, you have to get, like, really close up to even see the difference most of the time. We did it with Spider-Man at your house. We did, yeah. It didn't make a difference. Uh, Red Dead Redemption looked worse. Yeah. Um, I've heard that's because of the whole HDR thing. Yeah, I've heard God of War looks good, but I don't know if that's with or without HDR. Mm. Yeah, the, the, when you add, so I don't know exactly what the checkerboarding thing is with 4K. Yeah. Uh, but HDR, it interlaces it. Yeah. It makes it even worse. It's like, it, that, that's not 4K then. Yeah. That's just, that's that's 1080p line doubled, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's garbage. And then I say that and everybody yells at me like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's what it is. People are just mad that they spent $400 on a freaking console. <laughs> um. And that's why the Switch is so great. Yep. Because <laughs> you don't got to worry about any of that nope. stuff. It's just got the good games running at whatever. Running at what? Uh, uh, less than a quarter resolution yeah. of, of the PlayStation 4 Pro. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what we can expect with PlayStation 5. Uh, every generation has like a big bump, mm-hmm. you know? The PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 just looked a little nicer and there was more assets on screen at yeah. once. This looked like it's just going to be faster. Yeah. And that's basically all we could look forward to. Well, I think, you know, it being faster will definitely help. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, right now... It looked na- pretty much the same, but... Right, well, right now it does. Yeah. I, f- I feel like when they're ready to reveal it, it'll look better. Yeah, and, or, and when we can actually see it on our screens and not, not filmed up from film, projected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. We got we got a lot more. People are too good to us. Yeah, they really are. Alex Casper with $2. The Nintendo chat app sucks. Why must we suffer? <laughs> Get uh, Discord. Yes. Uh, you like suffer because you're a Nintendo fan, and Nintendo fandom is suffering. Yeah, we all hate ourselves, and that's yeah. why we do it. Uh, I, I know this isn't uterus, but it looks like it. Uh, <laughs> Houston Yurtis uh, subscribed on Twitch, tier one. Thank you. Uh, Pip Hardwick donated a dollar. Thank you. Uh, Just Make Play uh, subscribed on Twitch. Thank you. Pip Hardwick gave us another dollar. Uh, Nathan Bell, $2. If you have YouTube Red, you get free $2 Super Chat. I have it. Well, how do I claim my Super Chat? I don't know. And what is it, once a month or is it just one time? I have no idea. I Also, I just subscribed on Twitch and it's not showing up on here. <laughs> you didn't do it. Wait, Switch Prime. All right. You didn't do it. All right, show me later. You screwed up. All right. Uh, Joey Eakins with $2. My free super chat goes to you guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. And Dark Type with $5. Hey, just stop by to say hi. Random question of the day. What are your favorite snacks to eat while playing video games? I don't like chips. Now, if you give me chips, I'll eat them. 
but I don't like eating chips, especially yeah. when playing video games, because then you get your hands all green. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I, don't like, I don't like eating while I play video games, yes. because most of the time, like, I'm trying to eat while holding the <laughs> controller, and it doesn't work. I'm a big fan of pastries. They don't get your hands all grubby. Yeah. Cookies. Cookies are good. Solid. Uh, carrots are good. If you're if you're into carrots, you're too old. Yeah, I know. This guy. is what happens. Uh, oh, what was I was going to say? Pretzels are good because those aren't great. Greasy. Are right. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes you know, gets a little salty, makes you thirsty. True. Cookies, I, I think, are the are the and cereal. Cereal, yeah. I usually have a drink though. Yeah, I yeah. just have a bottle of water or something. Something like that. Yeah, it's important to stay hydrated. Tyler Holloman with two dollars. I couldn't find a free super chat, so take this. Thank you for your $2. thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's talk about Mario Kart Tour. Hey, finally some Nintendo stuff. Yes. Uh, so the beta is out now. Did if we you do have an Android phone? Boston Forgotten's twenty dollars. Here's a tip. Super chat. Yes. Okay. Sorry. You were, you were looking something up when we did that. Okay. That explains. There, a lot. Were, there was little fanfare for him for as much money as he gave. Yeah. Us, but well, you got mentioned twice, so there's your <laughs> fanfare. Uh, this article is according to Kotaku. It's a very long article. I'm yeah, so it summarize it. It says, Mario Kart Tour is pretty good when it's not nickel and diming you. Uh, I actually didn't read this article, so I can't summarize it well. All right, Mario Kart Tour beta <laughs> is now live for Android users in the United States. I've had some time to check it out. Uh, the, the answer is... All right, sorry. They, they actually... There's part of the beta agreement where you can't post screenshots or anything so he broke his, his right uh f- check out how nintendo's up and coming free mobile play game adapts the beloved car racing series to smartphones the answer is mostly faithfully but stripped down recreations of mario kart decked out with all the microtransactions and lottery mechanics mobile games are infamous for i'm playing a video right now of uh gameplay of of mario kart 12. okay um so what I've heard of this game is that it is you steer you you play vertically. Okay. You steer with your thumb. Okay. You know, left So and right. so like um like a like an endless run endless runner almost. Why is it so choppy? Huh. There you go. Now it's gone. Okay, uh, I see it. So you steer with your thumb left and right. Okay. Uh it auto accelerates. Interesting. Like around corners and stuff, yeah. I guess. Um, and that's it. That's the game. Okay. Uh, I'm a little disappointed because, like, I I get I get that Nintendo wants this to be as simple as possible. They have this thing about being able to play mobile games with just one hand, like, yeah. Like with Mario Run, mm-hmm. which I get, but um, Need for Speed on the phone was so good yeah to play vertically uh, uh horizontally and you steer like this you yeah. steer with the gyro controls which you'd freaking do on mario kart on the freaking switch anyway yeah also um what was it the elder scrolls game for the phone they also made a big deal about you can play with one hand in vertical mode yeah yeah i don't get like like i like i get it but yeah. not every game can be played with one hand not every game needs that yeah if if the game can be better with two hands, sorry people with only one hand. Yeah. But I mean you're gonna have to deal with what you've been dealing with I know. this whole time, you know? Um you, I mean this looks cool. Yeah. Like I'm down to play it. But yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot. I was hoping for something more like Need for Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, if you haven't played Need for Speed for mobile, 
try it out. It's yeah. awesome. Says you select a driver, a cart, and a glider from your inventory before get it getting matched up against seven other players from around the world. You steer by driving your dragging your finger left and right. Uh, the further you drag, the more your driver cuts the wheel. If you remove your finger, they just go straight. It's also possible to drift by turning late and aggressively. Doing so and holding it for a few seconds will result in your driver getting a quick speed boost, just like in the rest of the games. Item blocks are also present. Every time you smash through one, you get an item that you can use by touching the small area just below the driver. Uh, if you don't use all your items by the time you hit another item block, each slot will automatically be repopulated with a new item. So on screen right now is uh, uh, Japanese uh, <laughs> um, instructions on how to steer. So there you go. Yeah. You have a Japanese, you can read that. Uh, some of the characters. Yeah, I don't know. And we don't know when this game's coming out. No. But if you have an Android phone, you can check out the beta. If you don't, you're like me and you're screwed. Yeah. But again, it looks cool. I'm interested in it. I'm happy that Nintendo is doing more mobile stuff. Yeah. I'm happy that it's not just... They're not just porting games over. They're mm -hmm. like making games specifically yeah. for mobile. Uh, but, I, you know, I was hoping for a little more uh, nuance in gameplay. Yeah, I think they definitely see the the mobile market as like the casual market. Yes. So they think that, you know, everything has to be as simple as possible, hence one hand. Is Did it say anything about multiplayer? Like, can we play together? Uh, um Hold on. Because it would be insane to like be next to each other. That's been like my dream on mobile is to like us to be sitting yeah. like this and we both pull out our phones and we can play a game in real time together. It says you select a driver, a cart, and a glider from your inventory before getting matched up against seven other players from around the world. Okay, so you're playing real people. You're playing which is real cool. People. But what about matching up? With matchmaking, your friends? yeah. yeah that's... Well, if you want Nintendo, the company notorious for being bad at matchmaking, to match us up. Yes, that's what I want, Will. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also just a beta, so yeah, maybe, maybe they'll add some more stuff like matchmaking. Uh, yeah. later, but for now, this is what we're gonna get. Uh, Sergio says, yo, why hasn't Peach fired Toad? They suck at security. She wants to be captured. Yeah. Peach. It's a whole thing. It's like a fantasy of hers. Yeah. Uh, Aiden says, well, Bob should be able to read those instructions for us, right? Oh, the Japanese instructions. Yeah, I could, I could read some of it. I don't know what it says, <laughs> but I could read the syllables. Right. Uh... A little reckless says doesn't show up for me even though I have YouTube Premium. Yeah, it's doing the same thing for me. I can't super chat myself. Uh, Kevin Rios says it would have been perfect in horizontal mode using tilt controls. Uh, press on the left side of the screen to break slash drift and press on the right side to use an item. You could uh, you could swipe up to do a, a jump trick. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's how it is in... Uh, in Need for Speed, yeah. except uh, left side is brake and right I side think, is accelerate. I don't know if it's still on the phone, but Crazy Taxi was literally just forward and back. <laughs> like, that was it. We got our Uber driver to download that game while he was driving. Yes, right? yes, I do. He was. We said we were in town for a game convention, and he was like, I think it'd be really cool to make like Uber driving like a game. And we said, yeah, Crazy Taxi. He's like, what is That's that? That's a game. What is that game? 
And he just started downloading Crazy yeah. Taxi on his phone while he was driving. It was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm going to read some Super Chat. Do it. Uh, the last... Do we read Tyler Hollerman? Hollerman? $2. Thank you for your Super Chat. No. Uh, Sergio Arroyo. $2. Hi, Bob Wilden. That's what they call us. The Bob Wilden. <laughs> Greg Badwolf with $2. Free Super Chat. Late fee. Hopefully this works. It did. It did work. And thank you. Uh, poorly drawn chicken. I want to see that. Thank you for your Twitch Prime sub of two months. Uh, G B Z Z L Q B J A V A T. Thank you for a dollar. <laughs> Mike uh, Mika Dell. Thank you for a dollar. Jordan Scott. Thank you for a dollar. Mika Dell again. Thank you for a dollar. I appreciate all your super chats. Yes. I guess having it on screen works well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next news. Yes. Uh, behold, the officially licensed N- Nintendo micro SD card to rule them all. I'm a little mad about this because I made a video about uh, micro SD cards for the Switch. Yes. Nobody cared. Yeah. I spent a lot of time on that video. I did a lot of digging. I spent a lot of money for that video yeah. because I wanted to try. And all, to be honest, the results were really unsatisfying. Right. The Switch can't really handle fast cards you know the only thing you really need tapped really the only thing you need to know is that it can handle cards up to two terabytes right yeah 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 yeah. well yes theoretically size isn't the uh speed isn't an issue because it reads all the cards the same yeah it reads them all the same It, it can go up to uh 92 megabits per second yeah or megabytes per second i get the terminology wrong and everybody gets mad at me yeah but um yeah, getting a I think getting over UHC one is useless. Yeah, because it's it's all the same. Even these cards don't have. It doesn't say how fast they are because it doesn't matter. Really. Yeah. Um. There is a little. I think you get a little bit of a performance boost, just a little bit, if you get the official Nintendo one. Right. Like a little bit, but it's too expensive to to warrant it because you can get the same price for cheaper yeah honestly these cards aren't that expensive they look really cool yeah they do they had the zelda one and the mushroom one already the mushroom and then the, the 256 the star one is the new one yeah that one uh is not available in america for pre-order or anything no for some reason but the freaking mushroom one, 128 gigabytes 23.99 that's a pretty good deal if you ask me that's not too bad. I'm just looking up what a, a box standard 120, uh, 18 bucks. All right, so you're paying like five more dollars. You're paying, for, yeah, for, for for the Nintendo branding. I th- now. This is Sandisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a lot of digging to find out like all of the specs for the micro SD cards when I did this video. Yeah, and I guess I'll have to do that again, but uh, if I'm not mistaken. This might be just just a little bit faster. Okay. Just smidge, like 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 four megabits per second faster. Right. But uh, not worth it, really. Yeah, because I remember because I'm I need to get a new micro SD card for my Switch. I have uh, a four hundred gigabyte one. Yeah. So I will not be right using any of these. I should have the four hundred gigabyte one was down to like uh, sixty bucks, and I didn't buy it. Yeah, I was gonna at you in that. But I didn't because yeah. I figured you saw it. I also, did. um, it went down like a lot 
like 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 it yeah. kept going back down to that and everybody was posting about it so yeah that's it. why I, like, i'm just gonna wait just a little bit longer because it'll either be at that price or lower within like the next month or so so or if you wait until uh i fill up mine i'll have to get the terabyte and then you can just take my 400 how what long do you have now uh 128 i think i have like 20 gigs on it and i still have the entire like internal hard drive left do i, I oh i can give you a 200 but i don't know if you want that Oh, I just need to put... I got, like, the Resident Evil games now, so I just got to put those on there. Do you want the 200 gigs? If you're not using it, I'll take it. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's an article on The Verge on how to transfer all your stuff over from SD card to SD card, so... You know, uh, I used to think it was really hard that you and you had to sit there and download every single game. Yeah. Apparently, you could just plug both of them into a computer and transfer them. Yeah. Also, if you go to the end of your... Uh, if you go to like the more games section on your Switch, yeah. you go all the way down and there, there's a button, I don't think it was there before, to download all games. You can just download all Yeah. Them. So I'm going to do that. I haven't done that yet on my yeah. new thing. Uh, I've downloaded most of them. Because mm-hmm. I thought you had to sit there and download each one individually. But anyway, this is cool. Uh, if you are, are a sucker for how cool your SD card looks. Yeah. But they don't have the 256 one available, so... Yet. Yeah, when? I'm, I'm sure it'll be soonish. Because then I'll buy you that one. So I could try it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that the mushroom one's a pre order, right? It's not even. Oh, wait, it says the. No, no, the, the, mushroom, dates are right the mushroom one's out. Oh, that says December 10th. That's been out? Yeah. I never knew that. How come I never knew this, Will? Because you're you're a bad, supposed to tell me this. bad Nintendo fan. Uh, the other one says May 1st. The white one? No, the yellow one. The star one. Maybe that's the European. Oh, you're so smart, Will. That's, why, that's the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> All right. So, basically, don't get those. Just, yeah. get, just, just get the biggest size you can get if, you, if you're looking at saving some money. Until I make a video on it and figure out exactly how much more it's how much more it's worth. Yeah. Um, okay. Next news. Okay. Uh, so this is cool, and I thought you would be excited. Star Wars Rogue Squadron gets a stunning HD makeover in Unreal Engine Four. I'm surprised you put this in here because I know how much you love when people remake things in Unreal Engine. <laughs> oh yeah, I I think it's stupid because not every game needs to be ma- remade in Unreal Engine. Right. However. This game this does can these, be an yeah. exception because this actually looks really. This isn't you know Rogue Squadron isn't a stylized game. No. Uh, this is according to Nintendo Life. Let me show it on screen. I like how it's remade in Unreal Engine Four, but it still looks like an N sixty four game. That's the thing about people who remake old games. A lot of times they don't completely remake it; they just change the assets. Yeah. So it's. It, the animations are still like stiff and weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this says long before EA got the rights to create Star Wars video games, LucasArts and Factor Five Rip produced the Rogue Squadron trilogy. The first game was released on the N64 and PC in 1998, and the second and third game launched exclusively on the GameCube a number of years later. While Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader and Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike are no longer readily available to the gaming public, the original game, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, can still be purchased from various digital platforms such as GOG.com. If you do decide to play it or 
or your old copy on N64, you might notice the close range draw distance and extreme levels of fog from time to time. I do remember that. Yep. With this in mind, a group of Star Wars fans is currently working on a high-definition version of the first game in Unreal Engine 4. Take a look below. Uh, it makes us wonder if there's a chance we'll ever get to play the series on a Nintendo platform again. Even a direct port of the original Rogue Squadron would be enough, similar to what we saw with the first two Turok games. If you are seeking a Star Wars fix on your Switch now that you've seen this, unfortunately, you'll have to hold out until September when Zen Studios releases Star Wars Pinball. <laughs> um, Disney's going to strike this down real quick. Yeah. Although, I don't know, because Star Wars is different, because they're usually okay with like fan stuff, even after the Disney buyout. As long as, long as like they don't, they don't make money on it. That was always the rule. Do you think Rogue Squadron 2 is better than Rogue Squadron 1? No. No, why not? I think Rogue Squadron 1... Rogue Squadron 2 is very hard. Like, unfairly hard sometimes. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I think that there's different mission types, and I think that it could get hard. Yeah. I've... Like, you can play through the whole game on, like, the easy... Because isn't it kind of like GoldenEye, where it's got the agent, double agent, and, like... Yeah, but it didn't do, it didn't do like, mission objectives like GoldenEye did. I thought it did. Well... It's not. It wasn't mission objectives. But it was like, if you pick the medium difficulty, you have additional things to do. No, I think if you pick, depending on the difficulty, you had more uh, proton torpedoes, and you got a different bonus level at the end. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just like the GameCube one more because it's on the freaking GameCube and the controls are better. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the N sixty four one was a lot more, you know, tightly tuned to like specifically the n64 but just the overall uh experience like the difficulty was a lot you know more level-headed throughout well they both had this the the death star trench yeah yeah they both and they both had um the battle of hoth yes yeah uh so yeah yeah uh, i thought this might have been a texture pack but it looks like it's just a straight unreal engine remake yeah so um I mean, yeah, it's it's a shame that they're not doing more with the old Star Wars games, like on console. Yeah, any like you can get them all, like pretty much any Star Wars game that came out on PC, you can still get on PC. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a problem. You can get some of the old um, games that came out on Sony systems on the PS4 and the PS3. Uh, you can pretty much get almost all of them on Xbox One through backwards compatibility. I think except for Obi Wan, but who cares about that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't really play a Star Wars game on a Nintendo system, and they had the best ones. They had Rogue Squadron, they had the Super Star Wars trilogy, they had uh, Episode One Racer, Shadows of the Empire. A lot of people are talking about the Pod Racing game. Yeah, because that was a great game. Uh, where are we? Okay, let's. Uh, AJ says Rip Factor Five F in the chat. No ZR yeah. in the chat, dude. ZR in the chat. All right, uh, Fred. With $5. Hey, Will. Have you read any of the book LKM Cherokee is going to ask you about? <laughs> You'll have to wait for him to, to come in and find out. Mark Darsh. Thank you for uh, the tier one sub on Twitch. Thank you. With five actual dollars. All right. What else do we have? Exclusive. Here? The Evercade handheld is getting Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter, and Midnight Resistance. So wait, what the hell was the thing that 
was going to get Earthworm Jim? Oh, that's not this? I don't think it's this. No, let me look that up. We talked about that previously. Yeah, because Earthworm Jim 3 is being made by the original creators of Earthworm Jim. And it's going to be exclusive to some system that nobody's yeah. going to get. Yeah. Uh, in television, Amico. That's that, the system that's it's coming the out for. next Earthworm Jim. Yeah, set for launch out. October 10th, 2020. Well, this Evercade handheld console, mm-hmm. according to Nintendo Life, a short time ago, we lifted the lid on a new handheld game system aimed at pro players called the Evercade. Pro players. Rather than attempt to go head-to-head with the Switch, this pocket-sized marvel will instead focus on running old-school games, and it will come bundled with a cartridge, remember them? Packed yeah. with classic Atari hits. What? The idea of playing Atari 2600 titles might not get everyone's pulse racing, but we can now exclusively reveal that more licensed carts are coming to the platform, and these are a lot more interesting if you're a gamer who grew up in the late 80s and early 90s. Two new cartridges will focus on the output of Interplay and Data East, respectively. The Interplay cart will include Clay Fighter, Earthworm Jim, Battle Chess, Boogerman, Dragon Wars, Incarnation, and Titan. Uh, what what system was Clay Fighter? I thought that was an SNES board game, or was there a different one? I think there's an SNES Clay Fighter. Well, uh, the Data East cartridge has a few more games on it, and it will include Bad Dudes, Burger Time, Midnight Resistance, Side Pocket, Karate Champ, Joe and Mac Two Lost in the Tropics, Fighters History. Two crude dudes, not to be confused with bad dudes. <laughs> right. Uh, magical drop two and bump and jump. Nice. Uh, the console will be available in standard edition, which will with which with a single cart for uh, sixty uh, euros. No, sixty pounds, pounds 70, seventy euros, or eighty dollars, or a premium version with all three carts for will. <laughs> 80 pounds, 90 euros, $100. It has not been confirmed exactly which carts will be bundled with these packs as yet. The machine is expected to launch in quarter four of this year. Furthermore, we've been told about another Evercade related uh, announced that is scheduled for uh, early next week. And it's pretty amazing news. Watch this space. Sounds like Nintendo Life is getting all the exclusive. Yeah. Uh, you gotta buy this for your uh, father-in-law. I bought him, I bought him the Atari flashbacks, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's it. I don't think any of this is gonna interest him. I I doubt he's. I mean, gonna... it's got all the stuff. It's got all the Atari stuff. In I, it. Yeah, it's like a Switch with Atari stuff. I guess, but I don't know if he's ever gonna play Bad Dudes or Nah, man, you, Booger Man. You get all that stuff so that you can play it once and then give it to him. <laughs> That's what that's what this is, okay? The problem is like yeah, like Atari, like there's every 2 minutes there's another thing that plays Atari 2600 games, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I, th- I I think there is an Atari collection for the Switch, but nobody gets it cuz who wants to play Atari games? I know. 
I'm, uh, I was trying to look up because I thought Earthworm Jim was also going to be. Oh yeah, Earthworm Jim is also on the Sega Genesis Mini that's coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. So you can oh. just you can just wait and get that. <laughs> Interesting. Sega Genesis Mini is actually shaping up to be a nice system. Yeah. Like it's gonna have the Wily Wars on it. It'll be a bombshell if they release uh, Sonic Three on it. It'll be a bombshell if they release Aladdin on it. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they will. But if they did, that'd be crazy. That yeah. would, be, yeah. Uh, or the Lion King. I feel like Aladdin was the third best-selling game on the Genesis. Really? Yeah. Behind Sonic that. One and Two. That's crazy. So if they put How Aladdin, we never on had it. We like just got it, didn't we? Yeah. We used to rent it a lot, and our friends used to have it, so we would borrow from them. True. But Wily War is, is an interesting one. Yeah, because this was a European exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're going to drop another bombshell, like something that hasn't been released or something. Like 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 a, like an, either another game that was a region exclusive. I would love Pulse Man. Give me Pulse Man. Yeah. Um, or they might... Uh, I don't know. They're going to have... This is great. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be. I don't think Wily Wars is going to be there like Star Fox Two. No, but I think that they're going to have a collection of games that are you can only you can pretty well, much only. They get already them. have two Disney games on here. They have Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion. So there's a we very might get good a chance that we might get be on this thing. That's crazy. All right, I, I got some news here about Game Freak. Are they okay? Uh, they said they're trying to create something more exciting than Pokemon. They're not okay. <laughs> Game Freak, the makers of, the, of a little series of games known as Pokemon, is currently focusing on original projects rather than its flagship brand. That's not true. According to game programmer and director Masayuki uh, Onu, speaking with our friends over at Video Games Chronicle, uh, Onu, that's not the name, uh, gave details about how the company uses original projects in order for its staff to gain experience and it's refreshed and stay refreshed. Onu, uh, a veteran programmer on the Pokemon games and fresh from his directing debut with Giga Wrecker, explained mm-hmm. the current setup at the company. There are two different production teams here, simply named Production Team 1 and Production Team 2. Team 1 is fully dedicated to gear project, while Team 2 is for the Pokemon operation. What the hell is gear project? I guess and that's uh, the secret project they're working on. With that, well, then I don't think they're working on a secret project. That me- What that means is that Game Freak as a company is prioritizing a gear project, which is production team number one, more than Pokemon in general. We are always trying to create something that is equally exciting or more exciting than Pokemon. That is crazy. Gear Project is the name of the company's initiative to get original pitches from employees. The fruits of this initiative have included Harmonite and the incomplete Pocket Card Jockey, as well as the aforementioned Giga Wrecker. The upcoming Switch RPG known only as Town is also related to Gear Project. That's what I was saying, because... Town is Game Freak's game that they're coming out with that's not Pokemon. Right. So, so it looks like that came out of Gear the Gear Project. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes so sense. Gear Project is just an initiative to get non-Pokemon games made. I was thinking like Production Team 1 is probably working on a game. Yeah. But it looks like they're working on a game plus maybe some other games. Right. So that's interesting. Uh, 
Onu goes on to explain the reasoning behind this focus, getting to work on different platforms and bringing the experience back to Pokemon is one of them. The new ideas from other projects helping keep the franchise and the programmers behind it from getting stale. When you're a programmer working on Pokemon, you're one of many programmers. However, as a director on Giga Wrecker, the experience opened my eyes to the other aspects of game creation, all the way up to users playing the game. I can now bring the know-how back to the Pokemon team and try to create something different for Pokemon. It's a good uh, synergy between Gear Project and Pokemon creation. Currently working on several game-free projects, he goes on to say how 2019 will be very exciting. With a full-fledged Pokemon game arriving in the form of Pokemon Sword and Shield later in the year, we're inclined to agree. Uh, be sure to check out the full story on Video Game Chronicles for more details and snippets from Onu. I, I'm very interested to see what the hell else we're going to see about town. Yeah. It sounds like that they're always working on a Pokemon game no matter what. Yes. But, but it, it's usually in the background. Whereas in the foreground, they, they try to focus on other non-Pokemon games. Which is crazy because yeah. those aren't the money makers. No. Not at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I want to hear more about town. Yeah. Uh, I hope we'll hear more about E3 because I think it's supposed to come out this year. Yeah. AJ says that article put a, a weird twist on their point. He was saying they like to make new stuff to stay fresh in hopes that they can use what they learned for Pokemon games. So like it, the article so, said the focus was on the uh the gear project. Yeah. But really it's just they make they have gear projects so that they can try new stuff before they implemented it in Pokemon. So it sounds like how Rockstar makes games well they used to they would make games and take what they would learn and put it into grand theft auto exactly it's not that the focus is on those other games yeah the focus is always on grand theft auto yeah it's, it's just, just that, that you know oh we like the shooting in max Payne, the driving in midnight yes. club the social features of red dead yes yeah uh haruhi suzumiya says uh team one is developing town I'd assume. Yeah. If Team 2 is exclusively working on Pokemon, then Team 1's got to be working on... Oh, yeah. wait, no, it said... The article straight up said yeah. Team 1 was working on town. Um, so there you go. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm interested... Because, like, Game Freak isn't... A f they're like a second-party studio. Not even, because the... Uh, what the hell? I just had it. Because they have games that... Aren't on in Nintendo 2015, platform. they were, they put out Tembo the Badass Elephant, which was that. published by Sega and released on the Xbox One, PS4, and 360. Yes. Is that the last game that was on a different platform? No, Giga Wrecker Alt was produced by Rising Star Games and was uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. When was that? This year. I've never heard of this game before. Um, Giga Wrecker 1 was 2017, and it's coming out. It came out on Windows. What is town exclusive to the Switch? I saw it in a, in a Nintendo Direct. As of now, yeah. Okay, because it's possible that it might not be. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, we got a super chat from Trip and Fall, who gave us five A's. I'm in Australia. I'm in Australia. Is what he said. Yes. <laughs> My internet is 100 megabits per second. Stadia should work just fine. Having said that, for some reason, I don't care about it. Love the podcast. Thank you. 
Uh, I think what Will's point is that we have really good internet. Right. But you go like, you know, like 40 miles that way. Yeah. And it's going to be terrible internet. Yeah. Like when I visit my wife's family in Kentucky, internet is a luxury down there. (laughs) Um, and I, I know like Australia is similar, like around the coast, it's like all nice, but then you go into the outback and it's Mad Max and Priscilla queen of the desert. So there's a lot more stuff here. Uh, we don't need to talk about team Sonic racing. Team Sonic racing for some reason on the switch doesn't have the intro cinematic. Does Sonic Mania have the intro cinematic on the switch? Cause I, cause I don't remember ever seeing it. No, it's a minute long. Okay. And, and it came out before the game came out. Yeah. We already saw it. Yeah. Uh, it's probably because it couldn't fit. <laughs> it, that's exactly why. Well, yeah. Because uh, the 8 gigabyte chip for the cartridge is probably... It would have gone over if they put the intro yeah. cinematic. Um, I think for Sonic Mania, the intro cinematic is most of the game file. Yeah. You know? Probably. Uh, so just... For, it, it might come in an update, like a downloadable update, mm-hmm. or just freaking watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Course. Uh, but if you missed it in your copy of Team Sonic Racing, that's why. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Productions, what is this? All right, uh, PlayStation Productions headed by Ashad Quillenbash and and overseen by SIE chairman of Worldwide Studios, Sean Layton will develop and produce projects based on the company's catalog of more than 100 games. Sony Interactive Entertainment has launched PlayStation Productions, a production studio that will mine the company's extensive catalog of video game titles for film and television. Sean Layden's face is airbrushed to sh. Yeah. No, I gotta censor the bad word. It was it was worth it. One twenty one. <laughs> so basically, Sony is putting together a movie studio uh, to create movies and TV shows based on the extensive catalog of, so- of Sony PlayStation IPs. That's it, cool. It's not in this article, but like today, it was announced that their first um, project is a TV series based on Twisted Metal. That's 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 dumb. Here's the here's the thing, and I've I've learned this. Sony does have a lot of great IPs, mm-hmm. a lot of like games that like people have fond memories of. How about make a game? How about make a twisted metal game? You know, is that's a crazy idea, don't you think? I was I was gonna. <laughs> they had a twisted metal game on the PS3, and nobody bought it because they didn't market it very well. Mm-hmm. But what I was gonna say was every time they try to cash in on that nostalgia, it never works. The PlayStation Classic mm-hmm. didn't work. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale didn't work, you know? So, it, like, I think they, I think that they think their IP is worth more than it is. Yes, I agree. So, I mean, yeah, maybe a Twisted Metal TV show could be cool. Um, I don't think it could. No, I don't pro- think it, it most could. likely won't. <laughs> um, does it say anything about where these shows are going to be? No. It just said... Um, Basically, this is from Sean Layton. We looked at what Marvel has done in taking the world of comic books and making so it into everybody. the big, biggest thing in the world. It would be a lofty goal to say that we're following their footsteps, but we are certainly inspired from that. So basically, they're doing what every other person has done. If Marvel can do it, so can we. No. That's not what that I was means. reminded on Twitter today that this is the two-year anniversary of the launch of the Universal Dark Universe. Remember the Tom Cruise's The Mummy was supposed to start the Dark Universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, look at all the stop Dark Universe movies we got. Stop it, guys. You I mean, you can't you can't be other people. Yeah, you know, like what works for them doesn't necessarily work for you. Yeah, you got to make your own success. 
You know? That's the only reason why I worked for, for Marvel. Yeah. They had a very unique thing. You can't can't bottle that lightning, yeah. you know? But um I mean I, I get the why they want to do this. And I get, you know, it's I'm not against them doing this. I just don't know if they're I just have like my doubts about it. You know? Yeah. Because I mean, so far Detective Pikachu is doing well. Rampage You did got well. one. Yeah. You, you Rampage no Rampage <laughs> That movie only made money because it starred Dwayne. Yes. So, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you didn't know. Uh, our, uh, our best friend, Dwayne. Yeah. So, yeah. You got... You, Tomb Raider did bad, and that's somehow getting a sequel. Uh, f- no, I think I thought it did all right. I don't think it did. I thought the box office wasn't enough to warrant a sequel, but it's somehow getting a sequel. Um, Detective Pikachu is great. Detective Pikachu was very good. But there's very specific reasons why that did great. Yeah. And and not everybody can do that. Yeah. Same thing with the Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, even DC eventually learned that. Now all their movies are not even trying. They're just being their own thing, and they're better for it. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty 2020 is, 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 is is not going to be yes uh well okay so as per kotaku so as we know call of duty has been on a three-year development cycle we'll get a treyarch game then an infinity war game and a sledgehammer game rinse repeat until we all die remember when it was a two-year cycle yeah remember when call of duty wasn't the biggest thing in the world good time no (laughs) i don't remember that because it was call of duty 2 and then and then all hell broke yeah and i only jumped in in call of duty 2 i never know the first one the first one is substantially different Yes. Yeah. I, I, I could have. Uh, did you get health pickups in the first you one? You did. Yeah. So, long story short, uh, the next Call of Duty game, next year's Call of Duty 2020, was originally going to be developed by Sledgehammer with support from Raven Studios. It appears what's happened is now Raven Studios has taken a much larger role in developing it, and that's led to conflict between Raven and Sledgehammer, and they're not getting work done. So Activision is stepping in and throwing Treyarch in oh, God. to spearhead and take over control of the next Call of Duty, uh, of next year's Call of Duty, which will most likely be rebooted and turned into Black Ops 5. <laughs> this year's Call of Duty is an Infinity Ouch. War Call of Duty, and it will most likely be Modern Warfare 4. So this year's Call of Duty, don't worry, is fine. But next year's looks like it's getting, um, not redone, but like complete uh remade into a different game you can't have a modern warfare game without a single player that was another thing this article said black ops because black ops 4 didn't have a single player it did not meet sales expectations so the next call of duty games moving forward will have single player campaigns i don't think they all need it i think i think modern (laughs) warfare needs it yeah that's modern warfare black ops needs it because black ops is a very story driven game i don't know because black, because the last Black Ops game was very good. It it was. And it was I didn't, just I didn't play it. But like, you know, Black Black Ops one and two were like very story focused games. Like those were like the reason to play the game. The I've third heard. one was horrible, and because uh, I tried to play the single player and it disconnected from the internet. The single yeah. player disconnected yeah. well, from that, the internet. That's not <laughs> crashed. That's part of the whole like everything has to be connected to the internet all the time thing. Yeah. Um, 
that was also the one where it was like weird like you aren't alive and you're like going you're like blasting yeah. through memories and stuff. it was weird that was a bad game um because they half-assed the single player yeah but modern warfare 4 needs a single player yeah that was, absolutely that was gr- the single players made that game yeah there yeah. there was a lot of great moments in the modern warfare yeah. single players um all of this, uh, one of the primary reasons behind the Call of Duty upheaval uh, is the tension between Sledgehammer and Raven, whose staff were said to have argued frequently during the past development of the Call of Duty 2020. Two people familiar with the project describe it as a mess. Now both studios will serve as support for Treyarch as the publisher prepares to release Black Ops 5. Hey, uh, Treyarch also made Quantum of Solace. Treyarch made a lot of games. Spider-Man 2, 3, and Web of Shadows. Yeah. Treyarch used to be like a support studio before they started doing Call of Duty, and then they became Call of Duty A Studio, basically. They made Black Ops 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, and uh, World at War. Yes. Yeah. Uh, according to those was briefed on the overhaul, Treyarch will take creative leadership of the new Black Ops while Raven and Sledgehammer will serve as support studios, transforming the work they've done on their own single-player story mode into a campaign for Black Ops 5, which is to be set during the Cold War. It will likely be a cross-gen game to coincide with the launch of the next PlayStation Xbox, which is expected to launch in the fall of 2020. What this means is rather than getting three years to make their game for after Black Ops 4, Treyarch will just have two. Some at the company say they're not pleased about this, and they're already bracing for brutal overtime hours like they faced last year on Black Ops 4. Others have told Kotaku they're excited about the change, as they have a solid game plan that isn't likely to change drastically, unlike the past two projects. Uh, we'll have more to share about Treyarch and the development of Black Ops 4 in the coming weeks. Ooh. I accidentally Googled the word Sledgehammer. Yeah. And uh, you got the Peter Gabriel song, Sledgehammer. Nice. It's a good song. The game's that song's a good, a good video. Song. Yeah. Very good video. Um, so I know like Activision, like Black Ops 4 was the best-selling game of the year, but it didn't meet their sales expectations for some reason. Um, so like they're... They're in chaos over there. They just laid off like a bunch of people. Blizzard is, you know, in shambles because of Activision's like taking a more active role in governing them. Did they take a year off of Call of Duty titles? Weren't no. they supposed to? No. They, that's why they had a three year development cycle and three studios working on them to give them enough time to make a game a year. 2012, Black Ops 2. 2013, uh, Ghosts. Uh, 2014, Advanced Warfare. 2015, uh, Black Ops 3. 2016, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. 2017, Call of Duty World War II. 2018, Black Ops 4. 2019, Unannounced. Yeah. The only time off between Call of Duties was between 1 and 2. They took a year off to make Call of Duty 2. I thought there was going to be time off before. I thought there was time off before Black Ops There has not been time off since Call of Duty 2. That's that they gotta stop. Yeah. Take a take a take a minute. Yeah. I mean, even Assassin's Creed took a year off and it came back with Origins of the Odyssey, and they're taking this year off. They took probably the worst year off because that was when the movie came out. Yeah. That was a bad move. <laughs> Actually, no, because that movie was trash. Yes. So the movie was bad. Yeah. Um You know, I think we as a society need a break from Call of Duty. Yes. And if that means delaying a game. Like, that's fine. I think they dropped the ball on Black Ops 4. Because uh, the Blackout mode was amazing. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, Apex Legends is great 
and free <laughs> and free and made a huge splash when it came out. Mm-hmm. Freaking make the blackout mode free. It should have launched as free. They would have made so much money. And put it on the Switch. And put it on the Switch. Apex Legends, they've been talking about putting it on the yeah. Switch, which would be great. Yeah. You know, the problem with Apex Legends is you can't play it alone. No. Bl- uh, Blackout, you can play alone. That's good. So. All right. Uh, Mark Darsh, thank you for the tier one sub. I think I said that already. Trip and fall with five. I read that already. Yeah. Never mind. Uh all right, so Call of Duty this year is going to suck. Yeah. Well, no, next, next year, year is going to suck. suck. This year is going to be so good. Maybe. <laughs> All right, last thing we got to talk about is uh, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. So do you want to just show the pictures and I'll run yeah. through the info? All right. So Vanity Fair, uh, the next issue is all Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. They got all the nice, fancy pictures by Annie Leibovitz. They look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I thought was... you were going to say awful. I was like, what? No, no. They, they look very good. And we learned a lot of new things from the uh, from the article, such as uh, they're filming in Jordan uh, in the Wadi Rum Desert. That's a person. Yes, it's also a country. Uh, the Wadi Rum Desert serves as the setting for the new planet of Pasana, which is on the edge of the galaxy. Why do we got to keep having new planets, you know? It's Star Wars. You always got to go to new planets. Yeah, but why new? Like this is just Tatooine. It's like in Sonic. Jakku. It's like on in Sonic how every Sonic game starts in Green Hill Zone, even if they, even if they don't call it Green Hill Zone. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, how many desert planets do we need? Probably a lot. <laughs> uh, f- that's not the only location in the movie, though. They got others. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, f- and then JJ Abrams was talking about there's something about the way the sand interacts with the light. And it was kept talking about like. The lighting and how, you know, because they're shooting it on a real location. You can't fake it in digital. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, the Jordanian locals play the Aki Aki, the natives of the planet. Uh, Kerry Russell plays the mask scoundrel Zori Bliss. Um, she's in the picture of like the woman in purple with the mask. Oh, hello. This is awakening something in me, Will. <laughs> There's been an awakening. I can feel it, Will. Yeah, that's Zori Bliss. Um, that's that's just this movie's Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, she will be in the thieves' quarters of the new snow planet Kajimi. So we got a snow planet. Kajimi, Kajimi. Uh, Richard E. Grant uh, plays the First Order's Allegiant General Pride, who is pictured in the Vanity Fair story with General Hux on the bridge of the Kylo Ren's. That's destroyer. weird. Yeah, because I always thought Hux was like top dog. You know, well he's general. But I don't know what an Allegiant General is. <laughs> right. Unless he gets promoted to Admiral in this. I don't know. I don't know how First Order of Military works. I, like, we, we don't need any more than Hux and, and, uh, and Kylo Ren, you know? I know. It could have been fine with just them. I know. Unless Richard E. Grant like, serves a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what that purpose is, though. Uh, we'll learn more about the origins of the First Order. Uh... F- Anthony Daniels had problems memorizing a line. Uh, the, the word was common emblem, <laughs> which led the writer of the article to think like, oh, there must be something involving an emblem that's very common. What could it mean? This is like uh, getting loot in a video game. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Daniels also says that C-3PO does something in this movie that will surprise everybody. He says, hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a leaked image for a while back of uh, C-3PO holding a gun. Like like a real image? Yeah. Like it really, he's going to have a gun? Yeah, like, oh like, like a choose bowcaster. My God. 
Uh, sources close to the movie tell Vanity Fair that Rise of Skywalker will at long last bring the climax to the millennia-long conflict between the Jedi Order and the Dark Shadow of the Sith. So this is it. This is the final battle between the Jedi and the Sith. All right. Never again. <laughs> well, those are cool-looking animals. Yeah. Uh, that is Finn and new character Janna, played by Naomi Aki. That looks uh, like it's painted. Uh, they're riding horse-like beasts called Orbax. So all you people who love the horse riding scene in The Last Jedi, guess what? <laughs> I forgot about that whole thing. Uh, Kylo Ren and Rey's connection will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed. Also, they're definitely facing off again in a lightsaber duel at some point, as seen in that picture where they are fighting in the rain. Yes. Sources say that Rey will have progressed in her training since the end of The Last Jedi to the point where it is almost complete. Uh, Rise of Skywalker picks up almost a year after the events of The Last Jedi. That's good. Uh, alongside the droid Dio, which is the little small droid next to BB-8, mm-hmm. um, there is also a new large banana slug alien named Cloud. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't think he's in any of the pictures. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. Originally, J.J. Abrams wrote Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, who plays Lieutenant Connix, out of the scenes that included her late mother via used, unused footage from The Force Awakens. But... Billy Lord said she wanted to be in them, so Abrams rewrote the scenes to include her. Yeah, I don't. I would have done the same thing because that's weird. I'd feel like that'd be weird to not include. No, to to have her in the. Oh yeah, in the same scenes as her mom who had just died. Yeah, um, but she wanted to be in it, so J.J. Uh, Abrams complied. Uh, there are moments in the movie where Carrie is there, and I really feel like there is an element of the uncanny spiritual, you know, classic Carrie. He in the actual article he talked to like a lot about like what they did to like put her back in mm-hmm. like how they had to like match the lighting and eye lines and everything, and a- according to him it's seamless, and from the trailer we got it looked like it fit. Yeah, but I think this scene we have uh, John a picture of John Williams scoring the movie. Yeah, there's a scene. I think this is the scene from the trailer. Yeah, because there's a picture of Leia. Yeah, what's this with Luke and R two amongst? fire i think uh i don't know if i got it if they talk about it in here but they're gonna touch upon the knights of ren are in this movie yes that is and they look awesome as yeah hell. i think there's a flashback to when they burn down the jedi temple are they all dead or do we not know i don't know i don't think they are this looks like the new planet yeah i mean there's a million uh, yeah. planets so i, I th- hope at least some of them are dead because this is so much longer after they burnt down the jedi temple, right you know so i'm sure I'm sure. I'm sure this takes place in the present, and I'm sure that's not all of the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like some of them have died in between, but I think we're gonna like skip the like the final full story of like what happened on Achi Two. This is not on Achi Two, wherever the he was training them. This is what what I've been wanting this whole time. The Knights of Ren. I, I need to know more. But the the one of the coolest shots was the second of the Knights of Ren. That yeah. Had, um, in the Force Awakens. Yeah. So. Uh, I want more of that. Yeah. These, this seems super badass. Yeah. Uh, and I need more Luke in my life. Yeah. And like Luke said, no one's ever really gone. Yes. Uh, Finn is now an active member of the resistance. Poe becomes a resistant leader. Um, he's take, he's now taking a more of a leadership role in these films. JJ uh, Abrams met with Lawrence Kasdan, Ryan Johnson and George Lucas to try and figure out the end to the entire saga. Not just the end of this film, the end of like the nine films. Oh my God. Yeah. 
the photo of Mark Hamill standing with R2-D2 in front of the blaze of some kind also revealed by Vanity Fair. Though what this means for Luke is he a force goes is this a flashback to the Jedi Temple being burrowed remains a mystery. I think it's a flashback. Kind of looks like a flashback. Except he's not... He doesn't look like he did when the Jedi Temple burned down. He had like a... He had black hair. Oh, like that's right. Beard, that's know? right, right. Um, this kind of looks like when he burnt down the when lightning hit and he burned down the books. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this. I mean, he looks like I. I think what could happen is the Knights of Ren go to find him, and he just murders them. You know, maybe like like Darth Maul finding Obi Wan. Yeah. Like this, that something similar could happen here, right? And that can be our redemption for Luke because Luke needs a freaking redemption. No, he doesn't. Yes, he. No, he doesn't. Does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he no, he doesn't. Does. No, he doesn't. 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 Need a redemption for for trying to kill Kylo Ren. Before no, he's, before no, he's he had his Sith. redemption at the end of the Last Jedi. Going like going like this. <laughs> yeah. So why wipe the dust off yeah. his shoulder? Yeah. No, we need a badass Luke fight scene. We got a badass Luke that fight scene. No, we got. Yeah, bad, no. we got. We got a spirit. Yeah. We got a ghost loop. What's more Jedi than that? An actual fight. (laughs) (sighs) You simpleton. These are my... These are almost more exciting than when we get a trailer, when we get the the Vanity Fair. Yeah. They're always so nice. Yeah, we get a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, Like this picture of uh, Billy D. Williams. Yes. All right. Well, I'm excited. It's going to be great. Do we have a date? Is it Christmas? Or yeah, it's like... December 18th, I think. All right. Uh, you have a you have a super chef. Oh, hey, LK and Cherokee. Thoughts on Martian Manhunter 5, Flash 71, and Detective Comics 1004. Uh, Martian Manhunter 5 was just as good as the last issue. Flash 71 is just as good as the last issue. And I didn't read Detective uh, 1004 yet. The, you know, the only one that's actually on my pull list I didn't read yet. <laughs> uh, we also got $2 from Bruce Patrick, who says, Will... Twilight sucks. I I didn't say they were they were good movies. I think you did. I said one of them was good. Oh. I said the you know yes they're bad. They're like, <laughs> but they're not like what I was trying to say was they weren't like abominations. You know, if you like Batman Forever, you would like the Twilight <laughs> movies. <laughs> Batman Forever is not a good movie, but I'll watch it if it's on TV. Um, uh, Pixel Sandwich says Disney is the Activision of movies. LOL. I don't. I don't see where you're getting that from. Disney just owns. I don't see where you're getting that. Yeah, Disney just owns a lot, and need to be stopped. Uh, Super Sorrow says, "What's the point of Star Wars? Like, what's the most intriguing thing about it? Like, I don't understand it. Now, Star Trek is awesome. <laughs> Interesting." To say Star Trek is awesome these days, when Star Trek has nothing going on. They have Discovery, which apparently is very good. I heard it was very bad. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it got good. Maybe. When it came out, I heard people were like, this is not what we want. I don't know. Yeah. Star Wars is good because it's all about like the adventure and the, the thrill of going to see new things. Star Trek is more about like the actual science of it and about like... You know, politics and things like that. Star Wars is about like blowing things up. Star Wars is a space fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Star Trek is is a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know. Um 
All right. Well, anyway. Oh. Tweet of the week or unboxing? Uh, unboxing. You have an unboxing. I do have an unboxing. The, the lady at the post office asked me what this was. What did you I say? Said, I said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, it's it's like a loot crate, but uh, yeah. Warner Brothers. So this is, we got, we got a Batman one of this a while back. We did. Yeah, that I still have in the box. I didn't take everything out of it yet. Did we ever do these? Did you ever do uh, special videos for these? Like no. individual videos? That was, no. that was something else? That was uh, the Warner Bros. movie stuff. That they were yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, so this is a World's Finest Collection box. Uh, this is the Green Lantern theme one. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. How often do they do these? Because uh, I've only done the Batman one and this one. I don't and think I don't they think do I, them very often. And I, don't I think, think this was late. There was something in it that they had to yeah. re-get. Because I've only ever seen the Batman one, and this is the first time I'm seeing the Green Lantern one. So, But yeah, World's Finest Collection, I believe it's a DC exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. But let's see what's inside. I got, you got a hat. Hey, you know the, what? The well, classic Green Lantern well, logo. Well, you unbox this. Yeah. I'm going to fill. Okay. What? Talk. Oh no! Well, I'm putting my new hat on. I'm putting my new Green Lantern hat on. That fits very well. Uh, f- World's finest collection. Uh, www.worldsfinestcollection.com. Follow them on all the social media leads. It's built by Culturefly. Uh, oh, you're you're taking the camera off and zooming around. Okay. So we get yourself a Green Lantern vinyl statue. Hal Jordan just standing there with his ring out like that. Uh, last time we got the Batman one. So that's another thing. Uh, what is this? This is a Green Lantern bag of some kind. <laughs> it's a, a double-sided pillow cover. Okay. So on the one side, you got an Alex Ross Green Lantern drawing. You like how I know that was Alex Ross right off the top of my head? Oh, I, everybody knows yeah. that that's Alex Ross. Uh, and on the back, it has the Green Lantern oath on it, which is cool, in case you forget, which you should never forget. So there's that. There is a Green Lantern USB port. Port? Oh, yeah. Port. Oh, it's the lantern. And it's, it's a hub? Yeah. Is it a hub? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a hub. Yeah, it's a hub. I am bringing this to work, and I'm, my boss is going to make fun of me. That is too big. That is, this is huge. This is gigantic. Uh, we got a Green Lantern switch cover. And by light switch. light switch cover. There you go. Imagine if it was an actual like Nintendo Switch cover. Yeah, that, would be, that would be on brand. Uh, we got a Green Lantern bottle opener. I've got so many bottle openers. It's like not even funny. We got a Green Lantern shirt. As this thing falls. Hold on. Oh, it's a three-quarter sleeve. It's a baseball shirt. Ooh, it's like my shirt. Yeah. There you go. That's a nice little Green Lantern logo for you. That is actually a very nice print. Yeah. And I like how it's, uh, it is like the Green Lantern colors, but it's inverted. Instead of uh, green with black sleeves, it's black with green sleeves. Very nice. And finally, a, this picture. (laughs) Who's that, Will? Who's that? This is uh, Ethan Van Shriver, who is a lunatic. Um, it's, this is from Green Lantern Rebirth. It's Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Kilowog. 
So yeah, there you go. If you want your own World's Finest collection of Green Lantern stuff built by Culturefly, go to worldsfinestcollection.com and get all this fancy stuff. I broke the camera. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, thank you. This is very nice of you. <laughs> uh, this is an absurdly large USB port. Like, every single one I have is, like, that big. I don't even think the cable is long enough to, like, be useful. Yeah, no. Why is this so bright now all of a sudden? I don't know. Probably because you had it set up for one thing, and then you picked it up and it moved. I touched something, it would happen. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, whenever you move a camera, like, all your settings get thrown out the window. Oh, all right. All right. So thanks, Culture Fly and yeah. World's Finest Collection. Uh, anyway, now it's time for the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Now I can't get this back in the box. Life is pain. This one is from Emerald Demon. This was also the day after Wolf Den Live last week. Still counts. <laughs> This has been a meme that's been oh, yeah. going around lately. This is this is a interesting meme. Uh, this set one says Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty, and it is Bart Simpson sleeping, and then Homer busts him. Bart, I don't want to alarm you, but they found an unknown individual requesting backup. Ah! <laughs> Bart. Bart! <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, I don't know why this came became a meme. <laughs> Or like somebody, I know what episode this is. Like, mm -hmm. this is the episode where Marge, they open up a casino in Springfield and Marge spends all her time gambling there. So what <laughs> happens is Lisa has a bad dream. She dreams she, uh, the boogeyman is in the house. So Homer freaks out <laughs> and he busts into Bart's room and goes, Bart, I don't want to alarm you, but there could be boogeyman and or boogeyman in the house. <laughs> and that's why Bart screams and they all hide downstairs. <laughs> It's a great episode. Well, I thought that was one of the best ones. Yeah, that. I don't know what he's. I don't know what Campbell's saying though. Uh, yeah, see, I don't remember that. But you know, because a lot of this particular meme has just been weird and like nonsensical. But this one was actually very. This good. one made sense. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, now is when we talk to you people. Yes, as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag #WolfdenLive. If you love to comment on last week's #WolfdenLive, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, watching us right now. Please start asking your questions because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Uh, we also got five bucks from David Anderson who says, Any desire for Fez on Switch? Thoughts on Phil Fish and if there's room for redemption? If you haven't seen Indie Game the movie, you yes. should, even though it's pretty old by now. Yeah. Uh, Phil Fish is an asshole. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I think there's room for redemption. Sure. Phil Fish uh, currently works at Analog now. Really? He did the op the opening animation for the DSG and the. And take it all back. He's a great man. Yeah. We love him so much. Uh, Phil Fish is just he's just a grumpy man. Yeah, he's just a <laughs> That's what man. it is. Um, I think Fez on the Switch would be good. It's on everything. It's on everything else. You know, yeah, he, I don't, it's I don't been see out why. for forever. Yeah. You know, but. 
you know, I think, you know, if he somebody like asked him the wrong question at the wrong time and he like freaked out. So yeah, and, well, then he like almost made a Fez too and then was like, you know what? You know I what? hate everybody Screw now. It. No, no more one Fez gets too. Fez too. I'm done. Yeah. So, so, but I think he's at peace with himself now. So good. Maybe he's done a lot of drugs. Maybe. Now, now he's, now he's better off. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's do uh, the hashtag Wolf Dan live, yes. live, live, live on Twitter. Uh, I don't know how far back I should scroll because people were asking us questions in like the middle of the week. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll read this one because it's relevant to what we talked about last week. Yeah. This is from Bar12DA. Uh, I don't think you guys get why people don't like Epic Game Store. It's not because, oh, I need two accounts and two launchers. We don't like Epic Game Store because it lacks a lot of features. You can't rate games, leave reviews, or just search for game that's why you can't search for a game that doesn't make sense that i feel like that's not true yeah um and i also feel like that can't possibly be why people are mad about the epic games i mean i'm sure <laughs> i mean having a lack of features is definitely a problem but like if you're literally just using this to download the game that's yeah. it that's all that it's. Well, I know, I know people use like steam reviews to see whether or not a game is good especially like yeah. if it's an indie game listen that's all great yeah but like if someone's like, oh, this game's not going to be on Steam. It's going to be on Epic Game Store. Oh, you mean I can't read a review? I don't think it's that big of a deal. You can go on the internet and read the review on some other website. You know? Right. I think it's just an inconvenience for people. And yeah. That's why people are the most mad about it. Yeah. And yes, you can be mad at features. I'm not yeah. saying that's not a bad thing. It's definitely a bad thing. But it, it's the freaking fact that you need an additional launcher that people are most mad about. Yeah. And all this other stuff is just more reasons you know right anyway uh jacob rush gave us two it said what is your ranking of the mcu comedy movies guardians ragnarok etc and then he says there were rumors of the switch pro slash ps5 appearing at some point next year i have a switch now and love it but am heavily interested in ps4 exclusives assuming the ps4 goes on sale this black friday should i buy that or save up for a switch pro you should not get a switch pro if you have one already yeah uh get the ps4 then yeah. Yeah. And get it whenever. Mm -hmm. Just buy it on Amazon because yeah. they usually have the good deals. Uh, in terms of ranking the Marvel comedies, I think a lot of them are comedies. Yeah. yeah. Like most, even like their most serious ones are comedy. Like Black Panther was probably their most serious one in a long time, and that movie was really funny. Yeah. So <laughs> Guardians and Ragnarok are the only ones that I know are like comedies, and Ant Man, Ant -Man. maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, Wait for my ranking of all the Marvel movies after Home after Far From Home, and then just remove all the serious ones, and that will be the. Ranking. I think Ragnarok is probably the best out of Guardians, Ragnarok, and Ant Man. In terms of like comedy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobbert, this is from Slushner. Uh, what's the cheapest way to get a cleaner picture out of my N sixty four slash GameCube on my ten eighty p TV rather than? Hooking directly up with an AV slash composite. Fat apologies for this having nothing to do with the podcast Love from London. Uh, yo, watch my freaking video on the GCHD. Yeah, the, that's like the the absolute best way to get good picture quality out of GameCube. You're not going to get uh, 1080p, but you're going to get no, 480p. You're going to get 480p and, and it'll look great. Yes. However, I don't know if I told you. No. But my last video was originally going to be about how to get 1080p picture out of your GameCube. I couldn't get it to work though. No. I was trying. I I plugged 
the GCHD mm-hmm. into the OSSC using the Wii component cables. Right. And the picture looked terrible. Ah. It was like all yeah. fuzzy and weird. Um, and then I tried it with the HDMI and that didn't work either. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to capture 1200p <laughs> out of my 4K Elgato card and that didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. like it. Didn't like it at all. I've heard that, uh, f- I mean, if you want good picture quality out of your N64, spend the money and get it modded for the Ultra HDMI. But I've heard a good alternative is S-Video cables into a RetroTank 2X. Again, it's not going to be 1080p, but it'll be a nice change from what it is. Um, RetroTank does 480p. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what cables did you say? S-Video. S-Video. We got to try that. Yeah. Because we have a RetroTank and yeah. nothing to do with it. Yep. <laughs> Um, that might be a video. Muhammad Hader, do you think James Gunn knew what the plans were for Thor? Uh, what the plans for Thor were in Avengers before making Guardians 3? Do we know if Thor is part of the team or are they just going to pretend like it never happened? I don't know what's going on with the Guardians 3 for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I know that, uh, I, uh, the Russos, I think... Or was it Kevin Feige? Somebody, somebody said it's up to James Gunn whether or not he wants Thor in that movie. Right. So I think he, he knew doesn't have to be in the because movie. James Gunn wrote all the Guardians dialogues for both of those films. Oh. Well, never mind. So, uh, and but it, yeah, in terms of because Gamora is not around anymore. I don't think I don't think 2014 Gamora stayed because she's not in, she's not on the ship with the other ones at the end of the movie. There's a dialogue between Gamora... Uh, spoilers, by the way. Yeah. There's a dialogue between Gamora and uh, Quill and Nebula where it sounds like she's staying. Is there? Yeah. I mean, where's she going to go? She can't go back. True. It's a one-way trip. Yeah. But... I don't remember her being on the ship at the end. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. I, she makes it sound like... Because she, she's like... Because she's like, this is the guy that I'm supposed to be in love with. Oh, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't take that that she was staying. Because it sounded like you. This is what you have to get used to. Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. I don't. I don't know. I assumed like she disappeared with everybody else that got snapped away. They're gonna kill her like that? Again? No. She's already dead. No. No. I don't think. That, I don't think that's. I think she's around. I think. She, I, don't I think that it's old Gamora just in this new. I world. would like for them to explain it because I'm very curious to see how like they're gonna work around that, and if whether or not Thor. I I could see Thor being on the team, but I don't know if like James Gunn would want to use him because I think Taika Waititi has an idea for Thor four. Right. So. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Isaac T. Oh, maybe they can just split those two. And it's it's like something happens, and now you get two sides of the story: one in Guardians and one in Thor. True. Isaac T. says, "Do you think the modest upgrade to the Switch could be increased internal storage?" Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's one whatever. Of them. Whatever they do, it'll definitely be that. But probably like only double. Yeah. John or Snorlax. TV. TV says, Ayo, what are your thoughts on NASA's plans to return to the moon and staying up there for, by 2024? They recently uploaded a video on their YouTube. Also, thoughts on Mr. Fantastic looking exactly like John Krasinski in War of the Realms. Maybe a teaser for future casting. Also, to follow up, thoughts on the Batman, Batwoman trailer. And from episode 62, did you ever wind up doing a Wolf Den Live episode or YouTube video talking about content creation for the fans? Like, advanced, like advice and tips 
Also funny to hear Bob's Mario Maker rants are finally reality. All right, let's break this down. Uh, I, w- I mean, we got to go to the moon and stay there. Why yeah. haven't we? Yeah, uh, I think it's about time. We have, you know, you know it, how many years has it been since we've been there? It's been a while. It's been a you while. I've, I've, I still have this in my head because I wanted to put this in my Far From Home video, but the Chappelle Show skit where he's Black Bush and he's like, we got to focus on space. United <laughs> States is space and we ain't stopping at the moon. Write this down. M A R S Mars, bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta yeah. go there and stay there and have like a little base going on. Yeah, have some freaking Moonraker going. Yeah, on. that would be awesome. Uh, John Krasinski, he's looked like Mister Fantastic for a long time, or Mister Fantastic has looked like him for a long time ever since he grew the beard. Uh, yeah, that'd be great casting, and he's already married to a good-looking blonde woman, so there's uh, Sue Storm right there. You know. Get the ball rolling. The time is now for a Fantastic Four movie. I didn't see any Batwoman trailer. I don't know what the hell he's talking There's about. There's a trailer for the new Batwoman TV show starring Ruby Rose's Batwoman. It looks like a CW Batman show. That sucks. It, it's better than you think it would be. Because the CW shows are like... Have a certain level of quality that's not... It's not the movies. But like it's... It's passable. She looks exactly like Batwoman, and mm-hmm. I think that's what matters most. I think it'll be fine. And no, we never did a video talking about content creation. What? No. what? Watch our talk from PAX. It's on our second channel. It's on the Vo- Wolf Den VODs channel. Oh, you put that on there? Yeah. I put okay. It on. It's a 30 minutes of us doing like a Q&A. You can yeah. probably get some insight from that. Uh, I P- should subscribe to the Vodge channel. Oh, thanks, Will. PJ Lagon <laughs> says, did you, or Age Monarch, says, did you guys, more specifically Bob, realize that this Twitter is me, Age Monarch, evil laugh? No, I just realized now. <laughs> thanks for that. And your big freaking nose. That's the, the, all, all the icon is, is his nose. Um, Bruce Magoos says, if this doesn't make it all wolf and alive, I'm going to cry. And it's your tweet that says, comment of the day, and it is, you forgot the word ass. <laughs> So fine ass Batman. Yeah. So, because so, uh, the title of the video was Robert Pattinson is going to be a, a fine Batman, and Stacy C said, "Fine ass Batman." Uh, Eli Anora says, "Heyo, Will." I, this is the last hashtag. Okay. Online. I started reading Death's Head and only read his dialogue in a Russian accent. Do you agree? Uh, where do you see this? Hashtag Wolf Online. I don't see it. Well, I have it here. I started reading Death's Head and only I read his dialogue in a Russian accent. Do you agree? Also, Bob, I just thought help. I just played through Hellblade and absolutely loved it. Have you played it? And so, what are your thoughts? I have not touched Hellblade. I want to play Hellblade. I haven't downloaded it. Uh, do, have I heard of Death's Head? Sounds like you stumped both of us. Yeah. Eli. Oh, Death's Head is a British comic. Okay. That's why I haven't heard of it. Uh, No, I think that, yeah, it looks like it could be a Russian character. Sorry, I'm not the world's greatest comic book. I'm not comic historian. Uh, All right, now last Last week, real quick. Nate V. Wolf. Wolf Den Bros. Knockoff title for an indie game where instead of coins, you collect Oreo cookies and grow bigger and life up would be different colored Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups. Make it. Make that game, somebody. But don't sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Meech. Bob, out here dogging on uh, porcelain figurine collections. 
when he's got a dang sonic shrine five feet from his head. <laughs> I said something about how I collect uh, little porcelain figures. Yeah. A joke. Meanwhile, I kind of do. Yeah. Jay Nez says, hey, Wolf Bros, question for Will. That's me. I love superheroes and I love MCU, but I have never read a Marvel comic. I don't blame him. Yeah. What comics should I read to start with? Preferably ones about the characters in current MCU. Uh, thanks in advance. Hope you guys have a good day. Um, so I'll stick with the main ones. Uh, if you like Iron Man, check out the extreme, the extremist story arc by Warren Ellis and Avi Granov. Uh, that was like the inspiration for the first movie in Iron Man three. Also check out Matt, Fra- Matt Fraction and Salvador La Roca's run on Iron Man. Very good. Uh, Captain America, read everything that Ed Brubaker did. Just don't ask questions. Just read it. Uh, Thor, J. Michael Straczynski, and Jason Aaron's work. More so Jason Aaron's work. Um, Black Widow, Mark Wade, and Chris Somney run. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, ask me again later. Because Guardians is weird. Because it's always like different from what the movies are. So. Uh the visions or whatever that yeah uh yeah vision by uh tom king definitely read that and uh yeah i think 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 it's a good place to start (laughs) uh smwad says it's easier to see past stylus than my hand i hate trying to build stages in smash ultimate because it's impossible to see what i'm doing around my fat hand that's true work out your fingers (laughs) yes um or use your pinky I, I used to, on my phone, if to draw, I would use my pinky. Mm. Pinky small. small so there you pinky. go. Use your pinky. <laughs> um, Guy Zen Shah Fox says, Honestly, for creation, the biggest deal for me was the new scroll stop feature. We're talking about Mario Maker. So annoying to not be able to lock the camera scroll to rooms in, uh, e- in EG ghost houses in the first Mario Maker. Lots of cool new additions, but that upgrade to the underlying game is so good and solves a frustration I had when trying to make my second or third level. Once I knew I couldn't do that, it stopped being nearly as frustrating. I just didn't try and make levels that would benefit from it after that. So he's talking about how you can auto-scroll the level, but now you can stop in certain rooms. Yeah. The whole thing doesn't have to be auto-scroll. So that's really cool. I also think that's cool. But again... I didn't make a lot of levels. I plan on making at least some levels in the yeah. Maker, but that's not mostly what I do. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the chat. Yes. Legion Entertainment says, Bob, get Minecraft and make a server for the fans. Me and AJ actually talked about playing Minecraft. Ooh. I want to play Minecraft. And for some reason, like, a lot of people are getting back into Minecraft for some reason. Yeah, but, uh, it's the 10-year anniversary. Oh. And they're coming out with like, their version of Pokemon Go. What? I forgot what it's called. I just think, I just think it'd be really f- like funny to have yeah. like multiplayer Minecraft going on for a stream. Um, neighborhood alert! <laughs> what was all the fire truck activity? It was around. I'm not reading that. <laughs> um, Minecraft Earth. Minecraft Earth is an upcoming augmented reality sandbox mobile game developed by Mojang based on the video game Minecraft. Um, free to play on Android and iOS. Similar to the original Minecraft, Earth is centered around building structures, gathering resources, and crafting and exploring. 
Players could build augmented reality structures in collaboration with other players, gathering resources through tapping on uh, tappables in the in-game map, accessing adventure, which uh, may be a puzzle or specific task, blah, 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 blah. It makes sense because they had the uh, augmented reality... The HoloLens Yes, thing. HoloLens. Yeah. Uh, David Easley, all the annoying kids from Minecraft three or three to five years ago are now playing Fortnite and Apex now, so Minecraft is good again. Uh, Gabriel says, would a stylist from a DS work on the Switch? No! Yeah, different type of uh, touchscreen. Everybody asks that. A, a stylist for an iPhone would work on the Switch. Correct. Uh, Will, do you ever read One Piece, says Fred? <laughs> <laughs> I have been trying to be better about going through my back catalog of comics, and One Piece is is right there. <laughs> Eric says, I'll try and build the Wolf Den logo in Minecraft. Make it at least 1,000 pieces. Yeah. Otherwise, don't bother. Good luck. Uh, uh, Pablo Z, are any of you looking forward to... Other big games coming to the Switch. Luigi's Mansion, Fire uh, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing. I'm not interested in Fire Emblem. Is I'm not really interested in Luigi's Mansion. Is Luigi's Mansion Luigi's Mansion 3 or is it a remake? It's a 3. Okay, so it's, it's a 3. It's a 3. Okay. I'm probably going to play it for a stream. Yeah. But I'm not interested in Luigi's Mansion. Okay. I'm pretty interested in Animal Crossing. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know how much of it I'm going to play. Yeah. But I'm most interested... In Mario Maker, obviously, mm -hmm. but also Pokemon. Uh, but I, I'm also very interested in Animal Crossing. Yeah. But Fire Emblem, I'm not interested in. I'm probably the least interested yeah. in Fire Emblem. Uh, SpazTac13, have you guys made a Spotify playlist you'd share with the fans? No, but we could. We could. We could do that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that for next week. I gotta if, put we, some, if we remember. I'm going to put some weird stuff on there. Oh, I'm also going to put weird stuff yeah. on there. I got a lot of weird. It's going to be. Yeah. We listened to. Uh, uh, a large swath of different genres of music. Yeah. So that it's not this playlist is not going to flow well. No. It's going to be wacky yeah. as hell. You know what I said to my friend the other day? I'm like, I'm, I'm in a rut where I keep listening to the same music I've been listening to for like all these years. And I think the problem is that video games don't really have licensed soundtracks anymore. So I don't know. I can't find good music anymore. True. That was a good way to find music. It was. There's a guy on YouTube, uh, Punk Rock NBA. Who did a video on like licensed uh, game soundtracks, specifically like punk songs and like Tony Hawk and Guitar Hero and driving games and stuff? Definitely check that out. And he, he's he's right. It's not the same as it used to be. They say that your musical tastes are locked in from when you are uh, around like eighteen, nineteen, like twenty. Oh yeah, I believe the, it. What your musical tastes then are just what your musical tastes are going to be for yeah. the rest of your life. Um, yeah, and, and I see that in a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, that's just straight up what happens. Mm -hmm. um, I had a part, a chunk of my life where I just didn't listen to music at all yeah. because it was so hard to listen to music, all these freaking streaming services. Yeah. Um, now my, I still, I still like and listen to all of the stuff from back in the day, you know, yeah. so my musical taste kind of locked too, but now I pretty much only exclusively listen to J-pop <laughs> and it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it is hard to find. Also, there's not a lot of bands anymore. Yeah. It's all like, uh, you know, EDM garbage. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like I, if anything, I'm like the bands I listen to 
well, currently I'm trying to find like all this like the albums I don't own or like their B sides and things like that. So uh, unfortunately, the music I listened to when I was like early twenties, late teens is all like uh, post hardcore and like emo. Yeah, and there's not any good new versions of that. So yeah, that's. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My musical tastes are trash yeah. now. Um, Pablo says, My musical taste is mostly Tony Hawk soundtrack. Yeah, they have the best soundtracks. Burnout also had a great soundtrack. Yes. But Burnout 3, I think, that soundtrack was just taken from the Warp Tour 2004 CD. Yes. Which also was an amazing CD. Yes. Because it had the matches on it. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, anyway. Uh, Legion Entertainment, hey Will, if you were the one going to direct the Justice League movie, which storyline would you base it on? Okay, so I've, I have given this a lot of thought outside of reading his question just now. Uh, what you do is, you don't necessarily base it on any one story. You have to try and find a way to differentiate it from what the Marvel did with the Avengers. And you do that by making the first movie a, t- a battle between the Justice League and like a makeshift Legion of Doom. So you have to pit like the classic seven, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Martian Manhunter, and you put them against like uh, Lex Luthor, uh, uh, Cheetah, uh, Batman villain, uh, Reverse Flash, like their own uh, villains, and you put and you like put them together and like have them have the Justice League come together because all their villains are getting together. And you have to find a way to uh, stop them, basically. The problem is, if you do that and you present that to the heads at Warner Brothers, they're gonna go, "Great, let's make a Legion of Doom movie," and then we're gonna <laughs> do, and you know, then they're yeah. gonna ruin it. So, Trish Ann in the chat says, "Bob, have you heard of Black Desert Online?" I have, and you know why? It's because we were invited to the E3 party. Except it's on Tuesday, and I don't know if I want to go. Uh, but there's free food. Yeah, and it's next to the convention. Mm, but the thing is, we're gonna. Actually, no, we're staying close to the convention. Oh, yeah, so. But it's from 5 to 9. Because we're going we're gonna to have to go there on Tuesday. Yeah. Play everything. Mm-hmm. Immediately go oh, back to right. the room. Make the video. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can go to this freaking yeah. party. But it's also Black Desert Online. And the only thing that interests me about that game is the character yeah. creator. Because it looks like a really cool character creator. Uh, Guillermo Bassini. So a modern, ver- a modern episode of The Challenge of the Super Friends. Yes, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. All right, we're all talking about music now. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. We got to get out of here. Okay. Do the spiel? Uh, well, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We are also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Go over to twitch.tv slash wolfden, slap a little follow on there and add the little notification so you know when I'm live over there because I mm-hmm. play video games live with people all the time. We're going to play Smash Bros. tomorrow. I think I'm going to play as Roy. Oh. Switch it up from the Falcon. Oh. Oh, Roy won a tournament over the weekend. Really? And I don't, I was, so I dabble in Roy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not very much, but I dabble. 
And uh, I was like, you know what? I got to start playing Roy more. Let me look up videos on Roy. And then I saw that the guy who won the tournament played Roy. And I was like, oh. So there you go. Good. So I'm not, pl- I'm not playing Roy because this guy won. Okay? Yeah. I was doing it before that. All right. I just wanted to <laughs> know. But anyway, go to twitch.tv. We do more streams over there. Uh, thank you for hanging out. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.